Well, welcome again. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. And we are in the fall season and getting close to almost finishing out. Winter is amongst us. It's been an interesting time this year so far. And we like to make sure everybody gets in there and start cricking up because this is a very important show today. One of our historic fall shows with some friends that I revere as champions of our game. And I mean champions because they've taken something from the underground and brought it overground. And it's so funny. We were just laughing about selling out. And I answered one of them and said, they've sold out three or four times already. So it's it's a good sellout when they do. Um, they also set the mark, these two. They set the mark in the beginning of the game when the game was just starting. You know, there was a transition that happened in the 80s and 90s towards the end that was really important. I'm going to talk about that in a second. So here we go. Welcome to True House Stories. I'm Lenny Fontana coming out of New York City. And today we're taking it Jersey, New York. And then down south. And why am I saying New York and New Jersey? These two twins, okay, running around all the clubs at night and pushing their music and made a lot of things happen from when a time when things were, there was nothing to look back at. There was no Google. There was no, nothing was written in books. You went out in the street, you haggled. And when I mean in the street, you hung out with other DJs and other producers and singers, and you came up with ideas. And these two fellas, amongst others, came up with a record label called New Groove, created that at a time when we would like to say when house music was house music. Chicago had its thing, and New York was just starting to put it together with this thing. And New Groove Records was born. These two guys called the Burrell brothers would be in their lab cutting records within a day, day and a half, have them out. No recalls, never doing them over. You got what you got and that's the way it was because their attitude was it was right. If it wasn't right, they felt it was right and they weren't going to make the changes. And you know what? History has shown now they were right at the time. Okay. So enough of me talking. I like to introduce to the show Reggie Burrell, one. There's the one twin. That's right. And Ronald Burrell. Ooh, <laughs> well, I can say which one's even better looking. You need one? you need the you need the clap track, man. You gotta fucking hit the <sighs> yeah, you gotta hit that, man. <laughs> oh, by the way. That that tapes? That tapes. Hey, yeah, you know what I was gonna do? You, you know what I was gonna spring on you? And I still might, I might take a break. You might see me disappear. I got the, one of the first records we ever did on cassette. I have the cassette. Like, I still have all, I have, the, I have the, the piece of paper that Karen and, well, we'll get into it, but they wrote their number on. I spelled their names wrong. So I have, I'm a bit of, I ain't gonna say historian, but maybe like a geek. 
That's about right. every time I did something, I snatched something. It could have been the tape from the studio session, could have been just something insignificant, but I have a lot of pieces of memorabilia. I would dare call it history now, but like, yeah, we, we do that. Me and Ronald, we, it, I got a closet full of stuff that just can remind you of, of great times um, that we well, that is had. But yeah, but thank you for having us on the show and thank you for that incredible um, introduction. Yeah. I think he got it just right. You got it just right. We, you know, we absolutely did not. Can I curse on it? Can, we didn't give. A fuck. Yeah, yeah, you said you're not children. No, we did. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we, we, we good. Yeah, no, no, you, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what we did and how we felt about it. First of all, for guys like myself that were coming up right under you, okay, because I was at the same time right there doing this with you. Mm -hmm. Um, you set you set a lot of precedents for a lot of us, mm -hmm. and even though when you were no longer in house music, you weren't forgotten. Because you were still doing what you were doing, but mm -hmm. we all said, "What happened to Barobas? Yo, man, they're making buku buku cash." <laughs> <laughs> That's good here, everybody. What, Ron and Rich? Mm -hmm. Oh, those boys are making tons and tons of cash now. Mm -hmm. So God bless you. You know, you not many wrong. can say that. Not many can mm -hmm. say that. You wouldn't be wrong, but yeah, you know what? But it all came from, like what you just said. That that intro was perfect. It's like we really didn't give a fuck, and you had to go on the street and earn it. You had to do it shaking hands, kissing babies, fucking going into the clubs, hanging out with the Clark Kents and the Red Alerts and the Pal Joeys and the whoever the fuck else, learning people's names, learning their fucking records, laughing under your breath but being like, fuck that. You never know who's going to be what. You Anything you could do to just, you know, be who you are and learn who they are. And we would come back, like you said, in a day, do a record. Frank, Karen, never an artist. Never. That is the one thing I take from uh, Frank that he always said to me just once. He said it once. And he said, if you're as good as you think you are, we'll fucking see. He said, yep. I'm going to listen to your records. Mm -hmm. he handed it in. He put it out. Yeah. He That's rarely it. listened to our records. He said, if you are as good as you think you are, we're going to find out. So basically what that means, everyone, is let the buying public decide how mm -hmm. good the Burrells really mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. I respect yeah. them to this day for that. For that. If I if if I if I got anything from our relationship, that was that was saying, do your shit. And I'm not gonna get in the way. I'm just the guy pressing up records. I'm not gonna tell you what to do because he already we already did the album on Virgin. He already heard all the stuff. He's already vest, invested and vetted in, in Burrell. And he's like, I'm not going to be the one to tell you what you need to do. What I'm going to do is, is be a part of the system. You guys create, we put it out. And I'm not going to get in the way. He said, if you are who you think you are, not who I think you are, who you, and see how important that is? If you are who you think you are, we're going to find out. And we found out. And so basically, I, put your balls on the table and let's see if you got balls. But but that's the only way it would have worked because me and Ronald wouldn't have heard nothing else. Who the fuck are you, A and R and me? That's that that was the attitude. And you know, if you knew anything about Frank, he had an attitude problem too. He's like, I'm fucking Frank Mandel. Do what I do. I don't do what you do. So well, I hold you accountable to do what it is you do. All right. So let's take it back because you mm -hmm. got to get that ego from somewhere. So I want to take it back to in mom's womb. Where's mm -hmm. this music all begin for the Burrell brothers? All right. So first, if I could, if I could speak first, Ronald, it, ego is a false sense of self. So it's not ego. It's definitely confidence. 
And the confidence comes from freedom. Meaning if you're free to fail, you're also free to succeed. And what we did is we paid attention. My father being number one, he taught us to observe and then do what works. Ron, if you're not speaking, can you just mute your mic? Because I'm getting an echo from when Reggie's talking. And when you start speaking, just unmute it, okay? So the, the, the confidence is, is what we've always kind of, and, and coming from New York, you're from New York, and again, I'm not disrespecting any place else, well, I guess for any, any inner city. You got to hold your own. You, you got to be street worthy, right? I, I, even just in kindergarten, if you want the blocks, you got to go get them. Ain't nobody coming to bring them to you. So we, we already had a gang mentality, if you will, with me and Ronald being twins. I was born with my gang member. So we already had this, fuck with me, you fucking with him. So the confidence came from both my father being a staff sergeant in the army. So he was the guy giving all the commands. And when you learn to respect that kind of authority, you become not just the teacher, you become the student. So we were a student of a very strong man and, and, and the product of a very strong woman. They, they both were self-disciplined to know that if you were consistent, you are going to make it at some point. If you keep doing what you're doing correctly, it'll be the outcome is going to be what you want it to be, whatever that is, right? So from the womb, my mother says, you see that record player behind us, right? Show that picture again. There you go. That's what we grew up with, a record player front and center. Like you see my mother, me, him, and a record player. So that'll tell you everything you need to know right there. Music of all genres was constantly in my house. My father was a big doo-wop soul Heard My mother did to Gladys Knight and all that. We also had Conway Twitty, Bachman Turner Overdrive, Carpenters, and, and you know, Zap, Roger Troutman. We, we, we listened to it all, right? So that's, that's where the musical confidence comes from because I guess if you're musically inclined and then you're exposed to AM radio, singer songwriter stuff, funk, soul, R&B, you start to speak the language because music is a language. We understood mu music on the external end, meaning when it comes through the speakers, we understood it. I, didn't, I can't say that I'm this big jazz bass player or I knew all the timings and all that stuff, but the end product we understood very well from a young age. And I think that's where my confidence comes from because I'm an outcome-driven person. So if it sounds good at whatever road you took, I needed to sound like what Marvin Gaye was doing. I needed to sound like what Slade was doing. I needed to sound, I needed to be comparable. I need that feeling that I got when I listened to Stevie Wonder. So if I got that feeling, then it's mission accomplished. And that's where the confidence comes from because I work towards an excellent goal. And I think Ronald could say the same because I many times he's making records and I just step to the side. I'm like, oh shit, I, I'm not messing this up. He's he's got it. The, 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 if I think the out, if I can affect the outcome in a positive manner, I'm gonna jump in. Like, oh, speed that up, turn the bass like But if he got it, he's got it, and that's before, more than 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 not. Before I let Ronald speak, are are did you learn? Were you properly trained in any musical uh, instrumentation? Uh, enough to know I didn't want to be properly trained. Meaning. We both had the beginning lessons. I played like violin and things like that. But when you start getting too structured, you start to me, this is my opinion. I don't know if you want to take that as a disclaimer or 
Uh, again, I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying. For me, when you start telling me what to do is when I started losing interest in structured. Like, it's got to be boom, 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 boom. I say, why can't it be boom, 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 boom? Like, why can't I do that? And that, and when I start hearing other people's version of music, I say, oh, no, I got my own opinion of how music goes. So at that point is when I get very, um, not just disheartened about what they were doing, but excited and inspired about what I'm about to do. Because if you think that was good, watch this. Because what I'm singing in my head is better than what you're hearing. That's how I always came out. Even with records, how DJs would take the best part of a Queen record and they go, no, no. This is the part I want to hear more of. That's what I did with records. I hear a break and go, well, the, well, the strings should have. And I make a record where the strings. And that's my version of what I just heard. My interpretation, my inspiration from what I heard is what I make. Um, and, and again, that's why I think me and my brother are so eclectic, because I pull from everything I've ever heard and make what I, what I do. So if it was jazz and it feels like something Patrice Russian would have did, I'd do it. If it's something that, you know, any, anybody, Lionel Richie could have did or a note that's in a song that I always admired, I'm piecing this all together from what I learned. And I learned from the masters. And I guess if you fast forward a little bit, me and Ronald played in a cover band. So we had to analyze and ah, duplicate see, that's mm -hmm. what I, that's some scene. That, yeah. There's always mm -hmm. a story, backstory of why mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. come yep. this way. So yep. you so play so the earliest, yeah, my mother played a lot of records. We just innately kind of understood what the end result of songs were, what the feeling behind it was, why someone did this, or the note that was involved. I automatically understood the language. It's like kids speaking whatever your native language is. Somebody talk, speak to you enough, you start to speak Chinese if they speak in Chinese, right? So music, and, and I would like to say money is that way too. If you're around money all the time, you, you, you'll understand money, what it does. So I understood music. And, and it's from my parents playing a lot of it, a lot of different types of music. So I knew the differences and I knew the commonalities in all of it. And that's why I'm going to ask Reg now to pick up from this part. Reggie, it's important. I mean, sorry, Ronald, it's important to tell us your side as well, because I know you're right next to him, uh, strength to strength on this. Well, um, well, that's the reason why we're twins, because we had basically the same identical um, process with this, except for, and I think for me, our strength in knowing exactly the difference between me and Reggie actually comes out in our music. In a lot of ways, we're identical in real life. I mean, I've had girlfriends who thought he was me and I was him and people were up in the club and thought that was Ronald and Reggie. My own mother would call us Ronald Reggie. Oh, by the way, me too. Yeah. So I thought the same thing too at Zanzibar. I remember saying, no, no, I'm Ron. No, I'm Ron. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but one thing, Sometimes people would go, that's a nice record. It was Reggie's record, and I still take credit for it. Um, <laughs> but but technically, technically forever, if I did a record, it was me. If Reggie did a record, it was indebtedly him. That's where we found our identities, is we could take credit for it, but me and him know that, good job, Reggie. You, you That's individual. I can tell a Reggie record. I can't duplicate him in music really doesn't do what i do no i can't mm. I, I can show you records where i tried to be him it worked but to me it failed he tell he could tell you records that mm -hmm. when Ottawa came out 
he tried to do one. I love the record, but I didn't think Bon Noir. And he said, well, it didn't sound like that, but it actually came out good. Right. Like, okay. In other words, his, his strengths inspire me. What I don't do, like you might see Reggie records as being maybe more vocally intricate because I thought in a band, I was more of a vocalist. Ronald was the keyboard player. So when you listen to Ronald's music, the keyboards and the musicality is like on some other shit. My stuff is mostly tracky with probably vocals. His is a lot of instrumentation and craziness with maybe a vocal to smooth it out a little bit, make it a little more understandable. So if you go back and listen to me, like Song of the Siren, it's all beat, chords, crazy. Me, I'm more like housing authority. It's just boom, 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 and I'm just rocking. So that would be the difference between what we took from the music we heard. Right. And 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 it may not necessarily be true of what we took in, but it's what we put out. Right. So I may love playing bass and guitar and all that, but you never hear that in my records though. I don't play bass and guitar in house music records because I don't I feel my house music doesn't do that. Ronald Ronald's house music does what he wants it to do. Um now, if I'm making R&B and pop and stuff, that's where my musicality comes in because the R&B records that I love were very musical. Right, so I right. try to emulate Ronald. I try to get his stamp of approval. Because if he says the shit's banging, it's banging. I don't need to hear it no more. I think it is. But if he hears keyboard, he's like, oh, that shit's bad. I'm like, I'm done. Give a fuck what nobody else thinks. Couldn't get less. Well, you didn't really. Make you didn't make records to impress anybody. No, else. To no, make records no. for you guys, right? That's, yeah. that's the beauty of it. I really didn't give a fuck. And I mean, somebody had to tell me that. Like, oh, well, I do. Hang on. I do. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Just turn your microphone down, Ron, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Right there? A little bit lower because it's distorted. Because right I want to hear you curse clear, not distorted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. There you go. Like, I, I mean, in my mind, okay. I never thought about what anyone else thought. Yeah, I, it never crossed my mind. It never I, crossed my mind. And I'm not, it's I not like in it. an arrogant way. No. It's in the purest form. Like, I really do make my music for me. And then I share it. And I share it. Right. And I, I hope people like it. Mm-hmm. But that almost didn't even matter to me. Mm-hmm. I like that I put it out. Right. And that I got out what I liked. Right. And, it just and that's work for us. And, and it's not arrogant or egotistical. I wish every musician, if you don't do it, try it that way. Try it that way first. So instead of thinking about the 17,000 people that don't know you and probably, you know, whatever. If you said, what turns me on? And I think the best musicians, best artists do that. They're their they're their biggest fans. First, I have to love it. And then I'm able to stand behind it and go, look what I'm giving you. Okay. Look what I have to offer you. Reggie and Ron, but when you guys were coming up as kids, mm-hmm. who were the muses for you? I know you said Marvin Gaye. Oh, man. Who did you want to be? Like, like you look at, for me, for example, I would look at Chicago, the group, and say, God, mm-hmm. I love to make records like that. Peace of Terror. Yeah. Yeah. Peace of Terror is one of them. Right. Peace of Terror. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Yeah. But, but you know what? It, it would be, and I know this is going to sound really fucked up, and let me allow me to, to explain. Everybody that did it right to me, I could listen to an Earth, Wind, and Fire record just like I could listen to a Carpenter's record. Right. And when and I, and I I want to get religious for a minute. I know it's a gift from God when you get it right. Like even when you get it wrong, it's a learning process. But man, I could I could name a couple of perfect records that you just can't fuck with. 
like let's say Roger Trout's, uh, Troutman's um, computer love. What the hell else do you want from him? Cameo, anything cameo, shake your pants. You ever listen to that record? Something beyond human was in the room helping them put the mix from the mix to the master, the, the, the album covers are just genius. And, and if it, I can get that feeling from the people that do it right. And I, I, I learned from a Stevie Wonder, Rocket Love. You ever listen to that record? Mm-hmm. You ever, I mean, he could have made a billion records, but that record and Isn't She Lovely is another one. Right. It brings me to tears. I got five daughters. When you get it right, I learn from you, whoever you are. I don't care, I don't care who you are. I mean, um, Stevie we Nicks. had the opportunity to work with- um, Stevie Nicks, yep. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah all, of uh, it, all of it. Uh, Michael, Tell me lies and all that, yeah, man. For me? Mm-hmm. I get Brian Adams, all of them. I get. I know because you I, sit down, and you listen to mm-hmm. the records together as brothers, and you say to yourself, "My God, that part's the sh- the bomb." Yeah, Yo, yeah. I, wanna, yeah. I want that. Yeah. I want. Yep. I want records to have the string section like that. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. We yep. talked about it. All of us talked about when you're making records. Yeah. That's what yeah. you do. You dissect mm-hmm. a record. Yep. So it's not just one person. It's everybody that has done it right. Teddy Penn. There's a lot of right. Billy International. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From softball game Taylor, you ever hear that record when your smile or whatever it is? When you, come on, man. I mean, that's right. It's right. And and I think about the drums in that record. Even Phil Comfort. When you think about drum rolls, how you not think about that one? Oh, Genesis yeah. with him and Jay. The, the oh, drum rolls are ridiculous. So, so if you're not inspired by the people that's doing it right, it's not just one person. It's not. It's everybody that has done it correctly. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, I'm gonna dope, 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 dope. I, when I need to do a dope, 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 it better be as dope as that. <laughs> yeah, right, if it right. ain't. If I'm gonna bother to do that, that's what I'm gonna do it with. If I'm gonna get on the vocoder, I better be aiming for Roger Troutman. Or why do it? Right. Right. So so I have all my heroes, even we got a chance to work with Leroy Burgess. I don't know if people know he's a hero, but he's one of mine. His vocals and what he does on the piano, the crazy. Co- if I'm going to do something that, that feels like crazy. that, we, we called him. Right? And Ronald, Ronald worked with him. And I was sitting there like a little kid. I didn't even touch nothing. I was like, you guys don't need me here. With Ronald and Leroy in the same room, I'm just a spectator. And I did. So, Loved so every you minute of it. say Ronald's like a Ramsey Lewis on keys? Ronald is it, Ronald. Is Ronald right? <laughs> you know Ronald what I'm saying, right? When I say that, it's a complimentary. These yeah, are, no, no, it is a complimentary, but you know what? Yeah, for me, it was like when I was working with Leroy, it was an over compliment. I'm like, I know I'm here and I deserve to be here, but I actually really don't because he makes me who I am. Right, right, right. So, I, I, how do I really deserve to be with my maker? Right, right. I right. said that all the time too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I actually asked uh, Michael Moog. I said, I have a song that that is beyond me. Like, I know it's a gift. I can't do it. I don't have the ability to sing it. I don't, and I'm a singer. And he said, well, why don't you get him to sing it? I said, him who? He said, that's Leroy Burgess. I said, who? He said, <laughs> and he went over to him and said, yo, my Black man Ivory. has a song. Black Ivory. Yeah, exactly. And he said, you got a song you want to sing? All right, let's go do it. I was like, I mean, when do you go? He said, let's go now. And I got in my car, went to the studio, did it in one day, came back, Todd Terry, Louis, Louis Vega, everybody put out a song called Pray. 
Yeah, and I, I was sit, I was sitting in the studio, and I was like, mm, I'm just gonna. So watch how did this just happen? I'm just gonna watch it. Like Leroy Burgess is in my mother basement making records. But hang all. on, fellas, this is what I try to explain to everybody. There's a thing called passion here too going mm -hmm. on. This mm -hmm. is not about fiduciary part. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. not. This is pre-fiduciary. This is, yeah, it is when you're talking. Now we're all just making fire. Yes. You know, like you're making fire. You're not yes. in a position where you're going, I need to go and pay electric bills. You're no. not really on that level. No, no. Right? You just, no. I, yo, Philip Bailey's going to come in the studio. But, but you will you know something though? If I can, if I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on this. If you consider it your job, then your job has like policies and, and procedures, right? The procedure is love what you're doing because then you can stand behind it. Right. So you can't put the money in front of the love because you're going wrong. That's that's like putting the cake in the oven without mixing it. There's a process to having an end result. We understood the process was like we're in the studio now. It's music time. All that other shit doesn't matter right now. It matters at some point. Like there's goals and milestones and, uh, and the ultimate, you know, like like being a football player. Right. The goal is to score. But you have four downs each time to do it. So you gotta accomplish something each time you step in the studio. Okay, so then let's let's have the timeline as to this whole thing starts to manifest. Mm -hmm. High school. Okay. Take us down the road so we understand what's going on. Well, where you're um, at, the whole deal. So this guy deceased, rest in peace, uh, Spanky. He uh, so for some reason, approached me and said, "I heard you play keyboards," and I was like, hmm. "I guess." And he said, you want to be in the band? I was like, okay. And um, I said, well, he said, try out for tomorrow, whatever it is. And I said, all right. And I came home and I told Reggie, they want me to try out for this band. And he didn't say anything. But as my, on my way out, he said, I said, you want to come with me? He said, all right, come on. So we both walk up there. I get on the keyboards and Reggie's sitting in the corner. And he goes, well, what does your brother do? He said, he sings. He said, and plays percussion. He said, all right, try him too. Got on in. We singing, jamming, having a great time like we always did. He said, all right, you both are in the band. Let's, all right, what are we doing? Oh, let's play some Slave. Let's play some Cameo. Let's play some some early hip-hop. Let's oh, so yeah. we play anything we like. Yeah. Basically, it was top 40. Okay. Whatever was on the radio, we had Through high school, been able to do whatever we want. Could leave class when I want. All the girls love this. We, I mean, the the, the uh, principal was also a black belt. We were starting to get our black belts, so we could talk to him about anything. We once had to stop the entire school because they wanted to hear us play. So we, they stopped. Made an assembly. Yeah. We can literally watch. call the school down yeah. to the auditorium so they could hear our play. band play. Everybody wants to hear these dudes sing, so let's just do it. And so, ego or whatever you call it came from doing stupid stuff like that, where I could go. I want to go to the college and. And, and and my teachers would sign passes and let me just get off school and go to, go up to the college and get girls. So, you know, all that came from Clark Kent put it best. He once dated a girl from where I'm from. He said, now I see where the Burrells get their ego from, fucking assholes. Now I see. <laughs> now, now I see where you get it from because everybody in that town supports and loves you. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the ego. Yeah, I know. What town? Uh -huh. What town is Franklin this? Township? Some shout cities. out Franklin Township. Some shout out Jersey. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, Franklin, yeah. Township. Franklin Township. And 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 quiet as it's kept. Me and Ron were probably the most um and uh, well, I wouldn't call it ambition. It was 
it was we knew not to get in the way of what was going on. A lot of musicians there that are probably superior, or obviously definitely superior musician-wise, but this thing is like a recipe. You can have all the sugar in the world, but you still need salt, pepper, flour. You need a lot of other things that go with it. I'm sure anybody can tell you, even basketball players would be like, I wasn't the one. I'm the one that made it out, but there was probably five other guys who were better than me. Well, there were a lot of people with very talented community. And if it and if the and if and if we can also add that to the mix of why we're so confident, because we could hang with people that on paper would probably be better than us. Uh, there were bands out there that were being courted by slave, and I mean they were really accomplished musicians. But we get on there and show our ass, like we get up there and have a ball. I mean we knock it out with performers, you know, good looking guys. So so the, the crowd will remember us maybe for another reason. We wasn't up there doing fire and desire by. Rick James and them, that's a very intricate piece. Yeah. We get up there and do heart and yeah. kill it. Right. So, so I understood some things maybe that maybe they didn't really get as well as us. We, again, the output, the, the ultimate prize. What, what are we trying to do? Entertain people. That's really what you're doing on stage is entertaining people. We're taking people out of their everyday smut and giving them something to look forward to, taking them out of their own head. And we always remember that. I always did a lot of songs where I just said, what if I just had fun? Just right. Something that I just wouldn't do. And a couple of my records, I did that to prove a point. I mean, I literally, like we're talking here, told Sable Jeffries, who did Love So Special. Rest in peace, mother. Rest in peace. I was riding in the car with her and literally said, I want to have a fun record. I just, I could just, I want to just do something dumb. I, I just want to go like, dum, 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 on a record. And she said, that was dope. I said, I'm doing that shit tonight. Did it the next day. One of the biggest records you did. <laughs> I, I just literally was like, I want to do the dumbest record ever. And it's called Dumb. And it, it's still here. Still gets licensed. Still gets played. And I said, see, there's the point. It's still it's still about having fun. It's still, you know, some records evoke different emotions, right? Emotions are like the rainbow, have different colors, different moods, different attitudes. And I I'm I, I'm not monolithic. I, I'm angry, really? I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm I'm funky, I'm happy, I want to dance, I want to chill. And we make music for yeah, all of that. Whatever was, mood I'm in, I make music for. I did a song called Three Wack Tracks. It was a test. Where well, someone was on there, I fall in and I can't get up. Of course, there was a, a TV show. I recorded off the TV show, and I and I got yeah. out of it. I was so embarrassed that I was having so much fun. I didn't put my name on the record. It was called "By Guess Who," but everybody knew it was me. It got so big that the lady herself and her representative called me because they wanted me to represent to play to perform the record at her party. And I said, I didn't mean all this. I mean, I looked at it on the news and they were like, it's a disco record now. I'm like, holy shit. Now that was <laughs> good. But I just was gonna have fun. So okay. um, a couple of questions I have. Demographic of Franklin Township. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Um from high school you're in the band. Mm -hmm. When do you officially go from the band to start going into the music industry? Oh this you're gonna love this one. So you got to tell um, me the demographic first. Is it mostly black, Franklin Township? It, it's it's a good, healthy balance. Because I thought balance. that I thought that area had Latino, white. Yeah. So the high back, school, the high back school. Back in my day, yeah, back in back in when we attended, 
it was a healthy balance of both because you had um you'd have the kids maybe maybe um what do they call that um I don't want to say ghetto because they weren't ghetto. They just maybe wasn't in the affluent part of town. But they were all we we all got along because that didn't matter to us. I I literally knew kids who had dirt floors and it did just didn't matter to me. Um, we all got along on a merit of who we were. If you were a dick, we treated you like that. It doesn't matter. I mean, we were all broke. We're kids. I don't own the house I live in. I don't. I'm not disillusioned for that. That's not my bike. I didn't get that. My dad gave it to me, right? So we all knew, like, listen, you could live over there, but that's your father's house. Stop fucking around, right? So, so as we grew up, we were just kids, and we knew it, and we got along. But you know, the world kind of gets a hold of you going towards 12th grade. You start to figure out that you know maybe there's some things that you want to do. Some kids want to go to college. Some want to go to the military. Some want to be cops and robbers or whatever the case may be. So you start to divide yourself up as you get out of high school and stuff. So um, Ronald was, if it, well, Ronald can tell you what Ronald thought, but me, I thought I wanted to be in like, uh, uh, b- believe it or not, I had no idea what a engineer, audio engineer was. And I thought it was electronic engineer. So I enrolled in DeVry tech when it was a tech thinking that was gonna be audio engineer, but it was electronic engineer. So I immediately was like, all right, so I fucked up. But, you know, I, I kind of dropped out of that because I realized that, like, it was good, but it just wasn't good for me. It wasn't that, you know, I felt like it wasn't valuable. Of course it was, but it just wasn't for me. And I realized that a couple trimesters in. And then I um, um, we st- I started doing, like, a little bit of security. But, again, the band and the music thing kept going. So it really didn't matter what I was doing for a living. I still was just trying to figure it out. Right. And then um, I guess Ronald could tell you up to that point what uh, he was doing. At that point, while he was at DeVry, I had gotten enrolled in the New Jersey State Police Academy. So I was going to be a trooper. And I was there and I would come home on weekends and he'd tell me stories of what happened to him all week. And one week he told me that uh, he met some uh, management for our music. And I was like, what is that? What did he do? I mean, I had no idea about the record industry. Absolutely none. And so he told me what they do and what they said they could do. And I said, well, how did they hear us? And I'll hand it back to Reggie so he can tell you how they heard us. Uh So, well, in the interim, we were also doing martial arts. So I want to say that was the biggest part of our lives was the martial arts thing. I can't hear you. You got to. Sorry, because I Uh forgot to get this on. Um, What kind of martial arts do you both study? Well, we both studied uh, Wusu, or what it was called in is Wu Chun-Su, and the Chun is the um, uh, accolade to our grandmaster, which is uh, Alan Chun-Li in New York, Manhattan Kung Fu. So he calls it Kung Fu Wusu, but my teacher called it Wu Chun-Su, okay? That's a northern, mostly northern, but it's an amalgamation of northern and southern um, styles, but mostly northern Chinese martial arts. And it's called Wu Chun-Su or Wusu. Okay, so while you're going to Vry and this mm-hmm. police thing is going on, you you mm-hmm. get up some management. Who's the management that stepped All to right, you? All right, so so interesting story. Okay, it, through high school, um, I don't know what Ronald was doing. You have to ask him about that. But what I was doing is there was a good friend of mine named Tisky, named Tim Dalbachuk, white guy. Right. So what I talked about affluent side and kind of moderate side. We we're in the moderate side. It wasn't down the hill, but I was kind of in the middle. Right. He wanted to be an engineer DJ. So his parents could afford some of the upper, he had the 1200s and stuff like that, but he didn't know 
how to make music. He knew me and my brother did. So he invited me to come to his house so he can engineer some stuff, right? He had records, he had, so everything I needed to make a better production, he had. So it was kind of symbiotic um, that, that I would, uh, he worked at a grocery store, Pathmark, after school. So he said, I can get you a job there so you know, we, we could, you know, make some money, come back to my house while you're waiting for your dad to pick you up. We can make music. And I'm like, that works out perfectly, right? So I would go to work for a couple hours. We we walk back to his house and then he'd fire up the equipment. He would teach me how to cut and scratch a little bit. So I've been DJing that long, um, you know, just DJing stuff. Matter of fact, my, my DJ name was, don't laugh, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud, R.B. Spinlord. R.B. Spinlord. And let's say, say that again. Say right. R.B. Spinlord. Right, because you had the Grand Wizard this and Grand Master this. And I was Flowers. Yeah, 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 I was R.B. It had to be bigger than what you ever, like, Mr. I'm R.B. Spinlord. Mr. Magic, Rap Attack. Yeah, 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 you had to dream big, right? So I'm R.B. Spinlord, right, for like a week until he got on the Till he got on the turntables and he was like, kr, kr, kr. I was like, oh, I ain't Sharby shit, Lord, right? Like, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> so, so that that was it with that one. But he had drum machines and all kinds of stuff. So I would teach him kind of the way to put together a record from learning in in, in the spirit band is what we were called. Um, and we, you know, so I kind of knew how to do the drum beat of the day and and the, uh, the Lin drum and he had all this stuff. So I would record and he would put it on cassette. And he's the guy that had the super big box, the boom box, because he could afford it. I mean, I, we, I wasn't running around with no $300 radio. So he had the one with the turntable in it. He had the four cassette decks, you know, the, the, with the lights and shit in it. So he would go record shopping. And what he, would, what he did is he had one of our cassettes that we made blaring as he walked into the store, just ignorant as hell, right? That's why I got, he was dope. So he was like, fuck all y'all, right? He walked into the playing field. Yeah, it, just ignorant the shit. It, because, because, you know, DJs, they're, 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 their dick was the record that you don't got. That's right. That's what it used to be. It's like, fuck all y'all. I got this and you don't I even know what this is. Damn, you don't right. have it. You don't have it. You don't even know what this is, right? So he came into the store blaring something that we made. And it got, it got, um, I got, I think it's Randy or maybe the other guy, Mike or something. Um, who? No, no, it wasn't there. No, he was in Plainfield. No. Okay. So he got their attention, and Karen, Karen Khan, was on the. She was doing marketing for, um, uh, I think Fourth Floor or one of the one of the. So she was the marketing call around the stores to figure out how their record was doing. They had a record called Stimulation. So she was calling them to see because Stimulation was from Plainfield, New Jersey. So she was calling to see how they're doing in the store. So she was on the phone with him. And when he walks through the door, it's like, you know, they're like, what the fuck? She's a marketer. I'm supposed to know what's in the, in the field because it wasn't a lot of house music. So when she heard it through the phone, she was like, I don't know what that is. And so he was like, yo, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's my friend, Reggie, you know, Reggie. And he's like, she wants to talk to you on the phone. So he came up to the phone. She said, who is that? He said, my friend, Reggie Burrell. And he said, here, take his number, call him. So when he got back, with me, he was like, you know, somebody's gonna call you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So she called and she said, I'm a music marketer. This I was on the phone. I heard it. I heard you make some music. You know, would you mind if me and my fiance or boyfriend come out and see you? And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna be home. All right, whatever. So they came out. Frank and her came out to Jersey from Queens, came all the way out there to come see me. 
And then it's like, all right, so can you play us something? So I played him some things. And luckily, like I said, with him, he had a better production. I had some stuff at the house, cassette to cassette type stuff. But I played him about 20 tracks, just tracks, some singing, some not, some solo and whatever, just stuff I was having fun with. And she's like, do you think you can do this um, in New York at the studio? And I'm like, well, I go to the studio here in Woodbridge, so I'm familiar, at least familiar with how this goes. So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And she's like, all right, great. So like this weekend, you think you can come out to 38th Street? They gave me the, the address. It was Calliope Studio. So I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, uh, who paying? <laughs> and she said, no, 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 we, we got it. I was like, all right, cool. So when they were, they had one leg in the car, each, I think Frank was already in the car. Karen was like one leg in the car. And I said, hey, can I bring my brother? And it was like, you have a brother? And I was like, yeah. He said, I said, um, yeah, he's my twin brother. And it was like, so she eased back out the car. I see Frank easing back out the car. He said, well, what does he do? I said, he does what I do, but better. And she's like, say what? I was like, yeah, I mean, you, what you do play you mean, keyboard. What do you mean better? They said, meaning, right? meaning Ronald's production to me, especially at that time, would be better because he's more of a keyboard player than me at that time. So I'm thinking I'm playing music and stuff. And, you know, I got a little Jackie body and, you know, little stuff like that going on, but it's nothing that I think has a, uh, has a significant production value like Ronald's would. So I said, whatever I'm doing, he's going to do better than me. Right. That in my mind, I already know that. Right. So I said, no, he does what I do. And he said, he looks like you. I said, no, he looks exactly like me. He's my identical twin, but he plays. And, and again, my, my singing, because of being a front man in a band, that's what I would hang my hat on at the day was that I'm going to sing my face off. The production would be, eh, but I'm going I'm to come up with a song. Ronald's thing was, you know, he is, is the music. His music will speak to you and he don't even need to do anything. Right. So I'm like, that's what we're going to get out of this is that, no, the music is going to be crazy now. Let him come is on. Right. So they were like, yeah, yeah, bring him too. Right? What year? So, what year was this when this all transpired? They came out to you. 80 could have been the beginning of 87. Because the question reason why I'm asking is because mm -hmm. house music was just starting yeah, to it was. out. It well, was shout out to Vernon Vernon Freeland. Shout yeah. out to Vernon Freeland, Timmy Registered, and all oh, the yeah. on the radio. But I know you can't you can't really talk about them yet because we're talking about well I, I can because Vernon Freeland used to oh, at Rutgers University. They called okay. it the pub on Thursday night, and that was our lesson. I didn't know it at oh, the so time. You were going there hanging mm -hmm. out? Well, no, not hanging out. We taught Kung Fu at Rutgers University on Thursday. And after we get finished at like 10 o'clock, the pub opened. So we would go from teaching Kung Fu over to the pub to the girls. Because that's where they would be. See, see something has to draw you like a, mm -hmm. magnet. Mm -hmm. a magnet. So that was the cotter pin of why we got into house music because it was available. It was right at our fingers. It was a party in the next room. They would turn the cafeteria into. Yo, so at that time was fresh to music. It was fresh. Right. It was new. Yeah, right. So, Jackie Jackie Body. I'm like, ooh, yeah. And, and and not only that, you know, girls working, everybody's on the floor, baby powder, you know, craziness. And Berlin, Vernon Freeland introduced us to the I guess the possibilities of what dance music could be, not just house music, because he was playing Ru Russ Find a Way, 
Right. Find a way, find a way. That you yeah, yeah, playing that. Now, who would think that record would rock that hard? If you was listening to it at your no, house, you'd be like, so, "This sounds so like shit." But out, out in the club and watching people dance to it is different. And especially if you know how to freak it right with that that break, that doom, 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 and then you build it up, then you break it back up. I mean, it's crazy. He worked it. He gave me a lesson on how this shit could could work. Right. With all the different things, especially touch and go and all the classics and all that. He mixed it in with some of the Chicago tracks, you like Hercules and all the rest of that. He really was a, a little Timmy Register, if you will. That was sort of like who he patterned himself after. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Timmy Register was because I didn't listen to him that much. Not, Not yet. yet. Not yet. But you I knew who to... Vernon Freeland was. He was the road DJ okay. for WBLS. So, Reggie, you mm-hmm. leave Frank and Karen. Mm hmm. You pick that phone up and you call your brother, right? Right. Yep. Well, let Ronald tell the story from this part. So the phone yeah. rings. As I was in my state police uniform at my girlfriend's house, whose father was the lieutenant detective, <laughs> who I knocked out the boxing instructor at the academy in front of him. Beautiful moment, by the way. Beautiful. He'd always been telling him, he, he a bad motherfucker. He bad. No, dad, he bad. You know, and a girlfriend bragging to her father how macho her boyfriend is. He's like, yeah, and he got a gun on and this fucking state police shit and whatever. We go to the academy. We go to the box and they save the biggest, dopest dude for me. I knock him out right in front of my father. So, okay, I had a great moment. Jason <laughs> calls me and goes, you know, this, these, these music people want to see us. And um, I, I'm like right in the middle of, you know, two months from graduation. He's talking about music and they can get us here and this and that. Music has always been in my soul. I asked my girlfriend's father at the time. She actually rose to become the highest ranking black female in state police. She's like super, almost a superintendent. She's a joint chief of staff. She was joint, joint, chief, joint chief, chief of staff. So mm-hmm. she just retired. But anyway, he um, said this and I asked her father, what do you think I should do? Because like, I got to make a decision. Like we're, we're really close to doing something. And he said, you will never be rich riding up and down the parkway in a troop car. I said, well, he yeah. said, you go for your dream. We'll always be here. He said, you know, if you are who you are, you'll always get back. Trust me, because you dope. And I said, okay, I'll try it. And I went for it. And uh, little, and then right after that, we didn't even get finished making a demo. We made no. like two demos. Timmy registered, heard it, got in contact with Mick Clark. And from 10, they signed us on the spot, 10 albums. We, did, we couldn't even finish the demo. We went right from doing one song to finishing 10 songs with an album budget, publishing, everything. Yeah. So it, it happened so fast. Like, I can't even really happened, remember how fast. year to September, we were out on Virgin. Yeah. Yeah. So when so, I met him in 87, maybe mid-87, and by the time um, 88 came around, I'm at the top of 88. We yeah. lost you for a minute. Go ahead. Oh, so, it. yeah, at the top of 88, the album came out in 88. We were signed. I believe I have it in my notes somewhere. I had a book where I was writing, like keeping journal and shit. In September, we, we, we were shooting album cover in September. So let me make sure we have the timeline right. Timmy Regisford, Mick Clark, they signed you before the new groove thing happens. Correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure yeah. that's clear. Let's get that yeah. clear. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, yeah. well, see, but, but, well the only, that's the only, a version. Right. When we went to Virgin and we put out that first album, we got a lot of shine like on the R&B side. They didn't know where to program us in the radio station. And on the um, um, 
dance side, people were just getting used to house music, but they liked it. So I thought that the second half would have been a little better, but we both learned a lesson. We should have just gave them what they wanted and kept doing what we were doing. But we were a little pigheaded and was like, we want to make this kind of album. We wanted to go deeper into house music. They wouldn't let us. They wanted another kind of R&B dance album. So we said, well, we're not giving it to you. And that's when we made the decision to take the budget and start New Groove. We want to do what we want to do. I want to go deeper into house. They don't want us to go that deep. So we made, we took our money. Frank said, well, I know how to make records. She said, well, I know how to report on the radio. Let's make some records. So the first record was, what was your first record? Um, I'm trying to think of it. But I remember doing it. It's, While it's, you're thinking uh, about it, let me just ask this question. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure this is clear for everybody. People out there, just pay attention. These guys were the first to have an album out mm -hmm. as a male group I on a label. label in house music. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, still, you still don't get it. When we did Jack the Rapper at big concerts, they picked me and Reggie to, to uh, represent Virgin Records rather than Paul Abdul. Rather than some of the bigger people they had, they thought we were going to be bigger than all of them. Ronald, R turn your mic down a little bit, Ronald. Turn, in, turn your mic down because you're getting excited and 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 starting to get serious now. <laughs> mm -hmm. We need to get. I know what Jack the Rapper is. It was a big mm -hmm. convention, but can you tell some of the younger folks because that hasn't been around a long time? Well, Jack the Rapper, what Jack the Rapper really was was every black person and Latino person in America, meeting in Atlanta to show to you showcase. what's yeah. coming up next in, in, in urban in the industry. Yeah. In the industry. And you and they would have sometimes if some of the biggest performers perform at that. Every label had to decide who's going to perform for them. We had Guy, we had New Edition, Boys the Men. Instead of Paul Abdul, they picked me and Reggie. They picked, you know, so every so it was like a big free concert. But you had, you know, I had to buy tickets. It was a, it was a, a convention. It had its own magazine. It was on the radio all over the place. So it was a huge industry deal. So if you locked in, to Jack the Rapper, if you were this shit at Jack the you Rapper, you were picked. You were you were supposed to be the golden boy. Sort of like how Double XL mag magazine picked their freshman class. When they picked their freshman class, it's saying you're you supposed to be who we think you are, right? So. So, you know, it was it was both, um, we always had a habit of, of concentrating on the music, right? So a lot of things went over, under, around us, right? Sort of like, um, like the deal what Ronald just admitted to, like we should have rocked with it and kind of did what we were doing, kind of chewed, walked and chewed gum. But we were always, you know, again, my focus is always maybe just martial art focus that I'm like, I'm not going to shortchange anything. Well, what we should have been doing is developing two skills, right? You know, both things, which we ultimately ended up doing because we'll get to it. But what happened was when we um, parted with, with Virgin, um, and again, I have nothing but, but awesome memories of all of it. I, I wish I would have smelled the roses a little more, right? But, but what we ended up doing is with, with that, another door open. They say when one closes, one opens that opened up new group so without being frustrated with virgin wouldn't have been a new group right 
So yeah, when, because when, you, you had Frank Mendez and Karen mm -hmm, right there mm -hmm, in the background, regardless right. of what was going that's on, right. you were right there on the sidelines, mm -hmm. right? Yep, yep. So when when we we were, I guess we were like a week off of Virgin, like it was just final. We were done done with it. They came of uh, Karen. I remember she kind of whispered it to me. I, I don't think she thought I would be up for it. Or I don't know. She seemed a little hesitant, but she's like, "How would you guys like a label?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of shit. I mean, we got a lot of stuff. So that's of course, you know, an outlet." And she's like, "Um," and she came back. You know, I was like, "Yeah." So that was that was the conversation. You like a label? Yeah, and that was it. But before we get to that label, mm -hmm. how did the album do on Virgin overall? Um, we, we got, I think uh, it was Budweiser tour, the uh, Miller Sound Express tour. We we uh, went to uh, play the Hippodrome in London a few times. You know, we we did okay. I think the yeah, second the, 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 be better because the world is used to it a little more. Yeah, so, I think you know we we've been accused of being a little bit ahead of our time, and I don't I don't say that with arrogance. I say that because we're forward thinking. Right. I like to make well, things that aren't here. Right. I'm well, not Chicago the kind of producer that wants to do. In America, mm -hmm. Chicago has got more love mm -hmm. in the north of the UK than mm -hmm. it did in America. Yeah. Right. And that's the so, so if, you guys are loving, if you guys are in, in, in Rutgers hearing this music, Jackie Body, all that mm -hmm. stuff, Marshall mm -hmm. Jefferson, all that stuff is yep. coming out. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's it's making your you know, endorphin levels go, okay, mm -hmm, I'm going to make mm -hmm. this kind of, I'm going to do yep. some, our version of yeah, that's right. That's right. Our version yep. of uh, Hercules, our version yep. Yep. of I'll Be Your Friend, whatever the records that's are at the time. Right? That's yep, that's it. So here you Jack go. You hand them off, all them. Mm -hmm. Right, you hand them off and then you're expecting, does American radio understand this? Um, By and large, no. <laughs> no. 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 Remember, Timmy and them was doing mix shows at night. They understood that, you know, Timmy would play the hell out of all of all of our supporters. Tony support, Humphreys, all yeah. of them, yeah, Bob, all of them. Timmy yeah. Regisford, yeah, mm -hmm. all of them, yeah. And no, that, you know what? And honestly, that's what the market was. So I was okay with that. If they played it, and I go to the clubs and they're playing it, and uh, and the people that I respect, you know, like come up the new groove and go, I like this record, that record, that uh, that I knew our corner of the universe, we were relevant in. Right. Yeah, Junior Vasquez I, playing at Sound oh, Factory. Mm -hmm, Any of those guys mm -hmm. touching your records, you knew. I knew it, and that was yeah, and even bigger than that. Some of them were actually volunteering to be on them. One of my records, I say a prayer for you. Bobby Condes did engineered it, and I didn't even know. He like they they got the masters, and he redid it and put it up. I said, "Why does record sound so good?" He said, oh, <laughs> Bobby, we put it back up. He wanted to engineer it. I was like, "Oh." Thanks, bro. Why is your mic still distorted? Because he needs somebody to engineer. He needs somebody to engineer that mic. Yeah, you see me now? It still sounds distorted. I don't know where it, it's distorted. It's now. too loud. It's, it's, yeah, you know. but why don't you have volume though? Can you kick it up from over there, Lenny? Without no, him kicking it from that's oh. on his side. Right. From my side. I didn't have a chance to do my mic. Hold on. We we need to get that yeah. mic right. Yeah, but yeah, get it get it straight around because it's distorting somewhere. I don't know if it's at the mic or it's at the um. Uh, just I'm a little bit more, out. a little bit more, and not too much more. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. You're good. Perfect. All right. So, I mean, I don't want to skip any steps since we're both sitting here. Um, so we go from Virgin, and and again, one of the, the the best lessons that I could learn about Virgin is actually the political game. If I could speak to that a little bit. 
like any other job and like anything else, there are people who fuck with each other and there are people who don't. And I'm not going to get into the besmirch anything, but UK and Virgin America was sort of at competition, if you will. And and it just wasn't going to work from the door. And, I, and I'll say that kind of that was verbatim from from an, an executive that, you know, um, we don't really get it. You didn't sign here. So it's coming in as an import. Let them fucking worry about it. And and I'm so they played and, it off as it's a, it's an American thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's okay, you know, because again, we learned a hard lesson again. And and one of the records that that we wrote is called "Put Your Trust in the Music," and I stand mm-hmm. behind that. That's a as great long record. as I got Ronald great music, and I got me making music. You know what? You could you could keep throwing shit at me all damn day. I come to my studio and I make more records. That's what kept keeps me and Ronald alive is the music. Whether or not you like the other executives or the trade lines, or I don't, I don't give a fuck what you guys are doing because everybody comes after what we do, right? You, you can't sell music if you don't have music, right? So we make the music. But, but all the artists out there that make music understand that they're, they're selling music. So you're you're the first and last thing in this piece, right? So, the so calling we, card I, is that made me understand that calling card is always the music because it's always the music. It's always the music. It's always the music. And even when you have deals, if they didn't work out, I bet it's not because of the music. I bet 99% is that the people didn't get along. It's not that the song was hot yesterday and it's not hot now. It's not that. It's somebody in there, management, artist, somebody's fucking up, and it's always people. So that's what it was at Virgin was was a people thing. And I I learned that, which only uh, inspired me to do my own label because the only people I got to fuck with is me and Ronald. And that led to Frank saying, we're going to find out how hot you are because I'm not getting in the way no more. We just went through it together. People shit. He's like, I'm not going to be the person to tell you if this is hot or not. And that's that's what we learned, honestly, and I think maybe even subconsciously, that's what we learned from Virgin is that just let the music speak. Let the music t- speak because everybody else got opinions and fuck all y'all opinions. Put the music out. <laughs> And, and let, let, it tell, let it tell the story. Yeah. Well, let, it tell I, the let, story. Me tell, let me tell the story real quick. Bonoir. I was doing Bonoir. I was doing the tracking down basement. Reggie comes running downstairs and goes, what the hell is that? And I go, I don't know. It's just a badass fucking jam. My mother, who never says anything, comes downstairs and goes, that sounds great. I said, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It's starting to scare me now. So... I tell my girlfriend at the time, I'm looking for somebody to sing this record. She goes, I know two girls that are great. They'll sing this record great. And I go, yeah, I hear it all the time. They bring these two girls in. I think they're at the time, 13, 15. They were singing on the way down the stairs to the basement. I was like, that's a good sign. They looked great. Had all the style in the world. I said, fine. Just freestyle something. They started and they made some record that I was like, this is going to work. I'll call you Tuesday. I made this song. My Love is Magic. And I put a lot into it. Pianos. This is the musicology he was talking about. Pianos for days, strings, African percussion, real live this, live that. Killed it. And I'm going to mention his name because he said it and it's real. Timmy Registered said to me, you should change the bass line. I don't like that bass line. And I said, no, I'm not. One of my biggest supporters. I said, no, that's the way I feel. It's going out like that. So the girls came and they sang it. Went, went through, they sang it. We did. I said, the background's going to be Manhattan Transfer. They're going to be jazzy like this. We're going to do some gospel shit in there. I mean, I put my ass into that record. 
all kinds of Stevie Wonder soaring keyboards and shit went out. Everybody was like, you really did you? This is a real record. And I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. My first production ever on anybody else. So I gave it to Karen. I said, this is it. She, in two weeks, that was the number one record on BLS and KISS. And I said, tell me, I should still change the baseline? Should I still go change the baseline? I can see him laughing. Change change the baseline, right. And then they can find the virgin. Wait, can I show the picture of where these these masterpieces were made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Exactly it. There it is. The unfinished basement next mm-hmm. to the main sewer line. Look, everybody. Yeah, right. yeah. I remember line. sometimes we had to stop There's recording locals because the sub pump was on. <laughs> right here, two blown speakers with Reggie got fixed. Yep. He works with them right now, right? Yeah. You yep. got them fixed, right? They're right behind me. Yep. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on, and what board we have there? What was the concept? That was a Yamaha. Was that a Yamaha? Tascam 16. Tascam, you're right. Tascam. It was a Tascam 32, I think. Yeah, Juno. You want to talk about keeping it underground, people? Look how underground this is. Oh, we're literally underground. No padding on the walls. We kept it, we kept the speakers blown because if you got the mix right on blown speakers, the fucking shit is right. Yeah. Yeah, we were scared to fix the speakers. So we I had a base cabinet. Yeah, if, they, I'm if like, it's no. Broken, if it's broken, don't fix it. Right, leave it alone. If yeah, it ain't, yeah. like they say, if it's fixed, don't break it. No, no, if it's broken, don't fix it. No, no, <laughs> no. We, because what happened is, is you whatever, whatever you go, fix, that, yeah. tech, tech, that broken <laughs> speaker is right. Yeah, yeah, when it started to the be tap, too much, you know it's too tap. much. Yo, the tap, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yep. It somehow we tuned our ear to the broken speaker. So I'm like, most of the time those speakers stay blown. And the mixes that came out of those speakers were just right. We were like, I don't know how it's happening, but I'm not gonna fuck with it. I'm not. So and Bana, it just came out. Basna is this is this is them, right? Them. Yep. Yeah. What was it name? I put, out, I put his my love is magic out, did wonderfully. Then they go, Could you do it again? I'm like. I've been doing it all this time. I, I don't see why not. <laughs> I got to do what my brother just said. Trust in the music. I'm not going to let this shock me. I'm going to keep doing what I do. So I did it. They didn't want to do the song, by the way. Yeah. I had a demo girl sing the song for her, for them. They said, no, we want to be harder like Jamanda or Diva. And I said, that's not you. That's them. We have a Diva and Jamanda. I don't, I don't need another one of them. I need a Bonoir. So they acquiesced. They came in, did the record with Attitude. That's probably why the Attitude on record is so dope. Because they actually mm-hmm. had one. And um, they left. I did it in D&D. And uh, by the time they got home and by the end of the week, it was the number one most requested record in New York and New Jersey again. And I said, so, girl, you, right? or, or was I, you know. And, and you know, just, just because I'm, I'm a, more of a fan than in the production company, when you hear stuff on the radio, it still hits a little different than you hearing it in your studio. Thousand percent. Right. That, so I like completely got it. Humbles, when I heard right? it come over the humbles. radio. It was it was both in context and out of context, if that makes any sense. In context is when you're playing all your shit and it all just sounds great in your studio. Out of context is when it's when they play the Kashif record and right. then they play your record. 
then you go, okay, now I get to see what the hell I just did. And when that, I was like, this don't sound like shit else I ever heard. I've been listening to it for a couple weeks now, but when out of context on the radio, I was like, I, I see why people After gravitated to Jackson that. record, then they put it, I'm glad you came to me. You go, oh. You hear that? I'm glad you came to me. I'm like, what in the fuck is that? And then I get it. I'm like, oh, shit. So other DJs, producers, and remixers now know that BLS is on rotation with your record. Watch what happens. Everybody starts listening mm-hmm. to start ripping the record apart to figure out how they can make their records sound like your records. Wait, so, wait hold on. Can I, can I give you a story? You want a true story, right? Go ahead. Yo, this is kind of off the thing, but it's to your point. I was doing hip hop as well, right? We were remixing stuff, and, you know, and just, 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 I had hip hop groups that you couldn't grow up in New York without understanding hip hop too, right? So we would go to these parties at the tunnel and everything like that. And there was this one guy, and I don't think he knows this. I'm going to tell you his name, but, but I don't think he knows this. He used to come up to me in different clubs and point out shit that only producers would point out. Like My Love is Magic. I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm glad you came to me. At the end, Ronald does this drum roll and then it comes in with other percussion that only somebody at the, would, you, you're four minutes into the record that you really listened and took note. So he point out stuff like that in all our records. Like, yeah, that half step at like 306. And I'm like, whoever you are, you're really listening. You're just wow, he knows saying, modulation, like, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Wow. I was I was at the tunnel one time and I'm sitting there talking to him. And I'm sort of embarrassed to ask him his name because I should know by now. But I'm like, hopefully somebody come up to him and say, hey, his name or something. So but I'm talking to him and we were there for Slick Rick's birthday party. The DJ says, We got DJ Clark Kent in the house, <laughs> and they swing the fucking light around to me and him. And I was like, oh shit. That's DJ Clark. So to your point, to your point, he's the one of the biggest, most revered hip hop DJs in the world with that world supremacy thing that he's Yeah, 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 yeah. He knows our records inside out. And that's getting when inspired I fell, that's when and I fell getting in, inspired. That that's when I fell in love with him. Him as a person. I'm like, there's no way somebody that big and famous and that, you know, if you know Clark, he's got an ego and a, and it's well deserved. Right. He's got he's he's the motherfucker. And he he I'm going to say humbled himself, but he knows music. He trusts the music. He wasn't talking about me. He was talking about our records. And when I saw him say that, I was like, you know what? I I, I love the music and he loves the music. It ain't really about me. It's about the record. And to, to, to your point, when that shit came out, people were paying attention to the records. And that's all I ever wanted. I don't care if anybody was like, "Oh, Burrell Brothers, that fuck all that." No, because we all did that, brothers. I mean, we mm-hmm. yo, we were listening not just as DJs, mm-hmm. but we were ripping the record apart to go, "Why is it working?" <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. now, one of the things that I loved, I loved, and 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 maybe I loved it a little too much was when Frank would come back from putting his records in the stores. When he told us DJs was just buying. The records because they said new groove. Right, right. That made me proud because I said they don't know me. I have no brownie points. Right. They're buying it strictly because of the quality of the music we're putting out. That's right. And that, that that's a proud. badge of honor to me. It's like I could be standing right next to you and you wouldn't fucking know that this whole rack is mine. 
And I would. I'd be there, and then people are like, oh, new, give me the new group gun. I watch people buy it. They don't Why? Know. Because you had aphrodisiac mm -hmm. house and authority mm -hmm. each name you had different yeah. pseudo names for your pseudo mm -hmm. groups that didn't mm -hmm. exist right it's the burrell right. brothers behind the scenes you know to push you further away from me to make you listen and to more to the music why i, though? You, I don't want why? i don't want to put my why? name i want you to listen to because because the, the, again one of the best records we made was put your trust in the music you, I want you to be pure in your opinion of what you're listening to. Like, if you're like me, you're like, oh, it's Reggie. Oh, I'm advised, Reggie. Like, how many times we look at me like, oh, that's that Tony Obrick. And, and I don't know. Do you think you would love it if you didn't know Tony? Do, would you love it if you didn't know me? That's the, it's the music that I'm interested in, in, in you liking. Because that's what I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it for, like Ronald said, brownie points. Like if I give you high five and hand you money and, and we're all chummy drinking at the bar and then I put a record out, you're more likely to lean towards the record because Reggie, that's my dude. That's my dude. We high five all the time. I, I promise you, that's not how I listen to records. You could be an asshole, but if you make a good record, I'm going to be like, that record's still dope. I hate him, but that record's bad because I'm talking about the I music believe the now. same way. The record has to win, not the person. It has to, right. And that's what we insured because it don't have Reggie Burrell on the front. It has some shit that you, I don't even know what the fuck it is. I just said New York Housing Authority. And I just, I mean, it's written by me. You got to do that kind of, you know, to get your, your royalties and whatever you're doing. But I, if you if you bother to read the record, then you find out everything by Reggie, everything by Ronald, produced, written by, you, you know, we, we read labels. We do. The people that do, do. And the people that just want to dance and have a good time, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about what comes out of the speakers because that's how I enjoy music. It's what's coming out of the speakers. Now I will say, okay, that's a Stevie Wonder record or is it, but you know how many records that you hear and you'd be like, what the fuck is that? And then you find out who it is and you're like, okay, good, great. Um, like, like, a, uh, who, who, Herbie Hancock I I thought it was you, that record. Um, I don't give a fuck who made that record. That's just a Odyssey? badass record. Odyssey's who made native New Yorker. You know, native New York. Yeah, Odyssey. Well, yeah, Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey. They made Zip It Up My Boots or something like that. Was that? Yeah, they did. That. Yeah, the, the, I was the, like, whoa. That was well. There's a couple different versions. Just a top couple versions. Yeah, they but were, I never even thought they would think they would do some shit like that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love when I get surprised. Yeah, because it's always about the music. I always put the music. Always about the music. All right, okay. so now you fellas leave Virgin. You start with Frank Mendez, and you mm -hmm. make you make Camp. And, and you every said, record we putting out, DJs. Are loving it. I I think they love the freedom. I mean, yeah, you just don't yeah. know what's coming. Anything could just come at you. And I and, was and, like, this is the way Ronald, music should be. It should and be. And on top like of this. that, that's why we attracted the people that we attracted up to New Groove because they heard that. And Frank said it in an interview too. He's like, we don't we don't have like this this stylist thing we're trying to do. It's if he puts it in his jeep, if he likes it, he makes his decision and it comes out. So. You know, with the Bobby Condors, with Massive B was Caribbean stuff. And great. Um, Masses at yeah. work. You know, they put their records out with uh, New Groove first. When they had them. So I don't know if it was exactly first, first, but, you know, at the beginnings of their their their, their career, their illustrious career. And I'm proud to say that, you know, that we had a lot of, you know, people. Basin Boys. Yeah. Nick Jones. Masses at work. Lenny B. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, all, all of them. All of them. It's just too many to name. But Asia, but we, it was Asia, Asia. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I remember Asia yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Asia. So 
we attracted people who didn't want to be constrained by this this uh conventional way of doing records right if you like it fucking put it out and let the people ronald know. reggie mm -hmm. so if, if i brought a demo up to new groove mm -hmm. okay what was the pecking order that went down so i leave the frank, cassette i leave the cassette. that's it frank you leave Victor? it you don't play it you don't leave it you don't listen to music during business hours he would take your cassette or whatever it is he'd get in his montero and he'd play it on the way to queens if it moved him he you put it out Whatever your deal was. I don't know if he gave it dancers or not. Like, I don't know what he did. What was Frank's background before New Groove? Do you know? Badass motherfucker. He just, uh, I think he just, uh, he worked at Greensleeves. Just a badass motherfucker. He worked at Greensleeves and a couple other distribution manufacturing so places. So he was, he was, he was floating around with this music thing for a while, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. he, you trusted his, so did you have that trust in him with his ears or did you feel? Trusted, trust is a funny word. Or should I, I say trust? To... Well, I don't know how you want to put it. Do you do you feel like you lent enough to it to him? Um, he did his job. He he I put love, out records with everybody else. I love that he stayed out the way. Yeah, he did his job. He he said that I'm going to put records out. He his job was vinyl and putting it in stores. That's what he did without Reggie and Rob. So I'm not asking a duck to 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 do anything a duck doesn't do. He does, and that's I still hold that um, as one of my personal mantras. I don't ask my mechanic to fix my roof. He he does what he wanted to do, regardless of whether it was a Reggie and Ronald. So when he says I'm going to put records out, that's what you do. So when you guys started out, it was Frank and Karen in the office. Is that how? Yeah. It yep. 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 And who did you feel more comfortable with, Karen dealing with or Frank? Oh. We didn't really deal with any of them. We handed them records. Yeah, I handed, I handed. Um, what do you mean you didn't deal with them? You, you didn't have to deal with. Deal was, with I'm telling you the process. More, the what process was the was, order? How's it roll? <laughs> the process was just like I'm doing right now. If we were going, if they had a bigger platform than you right now, and we were doing this interview, and they said we can get it on ABC, I would take this platform, hand it to them, and say put it up, and they put it up. That's we I came in with a dat. So when he I made it record, to Frank, he I took it and, and, and I've seen him be out next week. Right. I've seen him ship it over to Sterling or wherever he was mastering directly without listening to it. Like, is this it? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, cool. He get it to him. That's it. So you'd have her up in power is mastering it? Yeah, yeah. Chris Garringer, her Chris power. Chris Garringer, her yeah. powers. Mm -hmm. You know, they were mm -hmm. the same. Yeah, price. we had the machine, yeah. boy. We had it. Yeah. We had that machine. Was there any contractual stuff going on? No. That's where we can move forward today. Because the gift he gave us was no contracts. So Still when... Still don't understand he, that. Nobody had gets to that part. So yeah, had to you got to say that again. Slow. That came wait, out. wait, wait, wait. Let me say that again. Nobody gets that part about no contracts. What do you mean no contracts? Explain that part. Wait, wait, we do the handshake? What was it? No, it wasn't even handshake. It was... Here's the dad, put it out. Check in hand? Check next week. So you hand that? That's mm -hmm. checks. Check following week. Correct. Mm -hmm. As much as I asked for. So so I would say the rudimentary understanding was we hand you a dat, you put it out, and you give us like a stipend if you called it that. So I don't know what else you want me to add to it. I need That's five it. grand. You gave me five grand. 
So you would say to him, I need 5,000 for this. Yeah. No, no, not even. Not for this. Just five grand. 5,000. For so whatever you want to so put wait, So what do you mean you got stipends? Were you partners? Well, there were no, no. See, it wasn't, it wasn't this, this, this complicated relationship. It was really simple. And if I, and if I can, if I can be, you know, maybe go down to street level with it. Take it, it was, down the street, brother. Take it down. Okay. Think of it as a drug deal. Do you, I mean, is it your business that you ask the drug dealer where he gets his shit from? That's how you get popped. My deal was we're dealing drugs, which are the records. He's the buyer. Buy them. Every time I come up here, you have a check for me. I have a dat for you. And that was great because it didn't have to get in deeper than that. I don't want to explain my records to you. I don't need you to explain me where you get the money from. I could give a fuck. I'm coming up there. I need two grand. Great. What do you got? Did you guys do anything on the weekend? Sure do. Got it. I'll be up there in 10 minutes. Great. Here. And, and then I go do what I'm doing. He didn't ask me where I'm going. Of Bon Wall, we got them signed to a major label. And 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 Marlon Bob told me how much they signed for. Hundreds of thousands. So whenever I ask for money, I always got money. No matter how much I ask for. Because literally, I put we put together probably half a million dollars in their pocket. That's what I was going to ask you. So Frank, so Frank and Karen licensed the record to Atlantic Merlin, right? Yes. Merlin Bob. So Merlin A and R is that record. Takes Bonoir. Maybe they gave him a quarter million dollars for the album. Whatever could have been half a million. We don't even know. Three seventy five. Those days, the money was flowing around. Was really good. Yep. Yes, in those days but you as had. As long as they gave me what I was happy doing it for. So you weren't asking for where the hell's my fifty percent at the. No, I'm doing. No, no. You said. I need 125 to finish it, and they go here. I'm going to swing my camera around to, I guess, this wall here. See those projects up there? That's SBK, that's Republic, that's another, whatever. Yeah, so, so we were doing those, deals all over the world. They handed him. Yeah. And, and like he would ask me for a record or two here and there, and I'm like, here you go. Yeah. And Bond the so, Wall, when we were doing the record, I was like, you know you got to put a record on there. Do whatever record you're going to do. They gave him yeah. five, six grand, and that's it. And if they say that ignorance was bliss, it was blissful. Right because then, I did, we just didn't ask a lot of questions. I just knew that, you know, where could you ask your rich uncle, I need five grand? And and he's like, well, that's with the kind of money they were bringing in. All right. We, we didn't know that part of it. That you we didn't, know that, didn't know that part, right? You, you didn't, were asking for less than what they were bringing in. Well, that's I know that. people to understand that. Because see, see, people don't understand. Yeah, they get you're getting a check. But how much were they bringing in in hindsight? When we're looking, what what were they Absolutely. for the for the Burrell album? I knew records, you know, I was getting somewhere night. around three hundred thousand because that's what Merlin told me. So right. when I get and I say I need twenty grand, there's no huh what what huh? It was here because I knew you y'all made you know thirty thousand dollars, and we knew there was a certain amount of funding and 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 backing that goes into pressing up records and putting them in the store. So it was a it was it was out and I hate saying this, but it's like, man, it was it was just hand in hand. You don't ask me shit. I don't ask you shit, and it's fucking working. No lawyers were around you guys. Oh, the yeah. only lawyer that was around us was for the Burrell thing. And that was a fiasco. But anyway, like I said, I trust the music, man. But see, I want people to know that. Mm-hmm. You understand yeah. how clear oh, yeah. we could have got royally fucked. We got fucked, but not royally fucked. <laughs> well, the question right. is, how much is there sand on it? Is it, you know, how bad is the it, bleed? It's a, it's a, it was, it was almost making love. 
<laughs> we we oh, all we. It was yeah. an anal. Let's look like this. It was a little anal too reten- rough. Yeah, anal a retentive. Little, a little, little anal retentive. Rough. Right, anal retentive yeah. there, Ferry White. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They called me the wrong it's name. Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the wrong name. Your thumb went up my butt a little. You know, <laughs> like the shit that wasn't really all that enjoyable. All the see, time. that's what I want people to know mm-hmm. because it's the music industry. It, it yeah. is. When Remember, it's hurt a, little eating, it's a lot hurt. of people are eating off what you do, and it's a called something that people forget. There's a word, yeah. business, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. the fun part of you being loved, like Clark Kent said, that egotistical, crappy mm-hmm. town you come mm-hmm. from, right? I understand. We're not in that town no more. That's right. right. Now we're in the big city playing with the high rollers. No, mm-hmm. here, here's my first lesson. Somebody let it slip. Mick Clark. I'm going to tell him his name because he said it. We land in London for the photo shoot when the sevens first came out, BMWs, 745, big luxury car. He picked us up and I said, man, this is a nice car. You know what he said? You bought, you it. bought it. Yep. You bought it. So what'd you do at that moment? Your mind Nothing. Nothing. I didn't do no, a goddamn thing. thing. Because you bought uh, mine too. Yeah. You bought mine too. That worked out. I said, you like yeah, my $5,000 custom mink? You bought that right. too. Right. Right. No, we we don't get me wrong. You got yours, but I got mine too. It and then when you put the record out, me and Ronald's doing three shows uh, uh, on the weekend for seven, eight grand a piece. I'm making forty grand in a week. I'm sorry. So I, can, I I'm I'm all right. You you I'm win today. Mad. I win tomorrow. We're good. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, because we didn't do contracts, which I thought to everybody thinks that's the wrong thing. Just like when they're selling your CD on the street, it is the wrong thing. But at the end of the day, if you own the rights to your music, you the one that keeps going. I'm telling you, I got deals on the table as we speak for records that I did 40 years ago. And they're going, can we put this out? And I'm going, there's yep. nothing and you can't. There's no contracts. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just do a compilation of that. How much you want? 30 grand. Of songs that I did back though in those days that weren't on New Groove, but there's mm-hmm. no contract. So now we do a nice little contract and get some more money for songs we got money for back then and been licensing all this time because there's nobody. The federal government says you have to sign those records over in writing. And if they can't show it, just like right. a court report, because there's an it assignment of copyright. So the assignment of copyright. They don't That's get right. an assignment. It, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's still it defaults yours. to the creator. It's still yours. So mm-hmm. if yep. they call you, just let them know. Tell them to send you over the signed contract. And they're going to go, well, I, uh, uh, and that's the last conversation you need to have with them. Right. Because they can't. They can't. It can't it cease you cannot what do a cease seem like a dicking at first has now turned and I'm in the back. <laughs> now I'm in the back. <laughs> it, it's no fun when the rabbit has the, the gun, right? <laughs> okay, so New Group takes off, and you guys mm-hmm. do all these wonderful things. And mm-hmm. I remember I used to go up there and pick up records from Judy Russell and all them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's God, talk about that. What what happened there? Because okay. there's there's a story that you know what? Hold on, hold on, Ronald. Ronald, let me let me give a disclaimer waiver um, apology. The truth is kind of ugly, and there are a couple of people who are not with us anymore. And I'm not—I'm not going to even allude to anything to besmirch anyone. 
Um, we are in the music industry. Some things are very tasteful. Some things are very tasteless. We were all young. And this we taste- all needed the money. Um, it is what it is. And I'm going to try to be as tasteful and tactful about it. But I want to know that it's all truth. Beyond fact. Facts can be disputed. I'm talking truth, right? So truth is, Judy came to work with us. And Judy is 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 was my dude right like not a dude but you know she's she's she was the contact love seeing her bright small you know judy anybody knows yeah, judy. You know, she's just a ball of energy ball of fun to be around and it was a lot of fun but there were some things that went on in the office that caused new group to close and i feel mm-hmm. comfortable with saying that i don't feel comfortable with saying what actually it was because i wasn't there but i have a good idea and if and and you can you can you know, there was some, again, Frank had some challenges. Um, Judy presented some challenges to Frank and Karen. And and, um, and and that ball of confusion was enough for Frank to throw his hands up in the air and say, I quit. So I will just say on the day that he folded New Groove, I came up there to get a check. The, the elevators opened. He handed me a check and said, I'm done. I thought he meant he was going home for the rest of the day. He said, no, it's over. And I was like, what do you mean over? He's like, I'm closing New Groove. I said, for good? He said, for good. The elevator's closed. That was basically the last time I spoke with him. So the bomb blew up, if you will. So there was a, a bunch of, let's use the word fuckery. I think that's appropriate enough. And and, and I think without, again, throwing people under the bus and and, and getting crazy and, you know, and saying some things that I wish I wouldn't. Um, I think you can draw some conclusions on, on, you know, Frank wasn't in the best state of mind. Judy had some things, they had some issues in the office and it just was too heavy, too heavy. The personal over outweighed the, the business end of it. And it just had to stop, it had to cease. So again, with, with being as respectful as I can, that's what I'm comfortable with, with saying about that. Now, Ronald might go for it. I want Ronald to tell us because Ronald's, <laughs> Ronald's a straight shooter. Ronald doesn't. So, Ronald, I know you're, you're a business. You know, you're no, about so the business. I, I and, like what, what Reggie said because, again, there was love there at one point, as love as industry can get. But sometimes people come from a place that that you don't, and their honor system is not yours. And and sometimes in the street you find out where you would have stayed and fought. Your boy took took off and ran. So can I just pause you for a second? Uh-huh. In the Italian mafia, we'll uh-huh. talk the mafia. One of the golden rules from the old regime was: nobody plays around with each other's wives; otherwise, yeah. it's death. And that's why we're not the mafia anymore. So new groove. I'm going to look at as a mob. Mm-hmm. And the old regime would have had yeah. you killed if you played around that's with right. one of the yeah. Well, guys. well, they did kill New Groove, so and that's what, that way. That's what died. So, in a nice way of putting it, in a hypo- in a in hypocrisy, when you look at it, that that line, that threshold line, crossed over, and, and it just wasn't one line. It was maybe two or three at the same time. So, like in the mob, let's use the mob thing. You can't Babania. get high on your Babania own supply. Too. If you caught, if you caught selling, they said babanya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You killed for that too. You, you're you wind up in the bay, right? So, what died at the result of a couple different, you know, uh, um, 
re- results right. of a couple different um, um, tragedies was New Groove. New Groove was this, had had to go because that was the that was the tie that bind or bound. Did you guys have any whiff of this, or you no. were just no, no, none of it, none, none, none. None. Again, you go in the office, drop dads, pick up checks, go back, party, do the studio yep. thing at mom's, yep. do whatever yep. you were doing. Yep. I was just getting ready to have a son. And I don't think I told them yet that um, my, my me and my girlfriend was having a son. I was on my way there to say, oh, I'm having a son too, because they Karen and Frank were had just had a baby. So I was like, I was gonna tell them I'm having a son. I'm on my way there. Frank Karen calls me and goes, Frank is going on vacation. I said, what do you mean vacation? Like like a month, two? You know, it's like, no. What do you mean vacation? What do you mean, permanent vacation? Well, 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 what do you think people mean when they say going? It's either jail yeah, that's or... Me. That's how I, I do. Feel. Well, I know what that means. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I we're, we're fitness nuts. Third degree Brock belts. So, you know, I'm thinking... Vacation? Where's he going? The islands? Where's he going? Where's he going back to Cuba? Fun. He was Cuban. I'm like, wait. Right, what's he doing? What's he going? It's a political refugee. Permanent vacation. He's got some things to fix. You know, and then I was like, "What are you talking about, Karen?" He's like, "He's going to rehab." I was like, "Oh, okay." So, so what are we going to do? Are we going to keep going? She's like, "No, I don't want this." And 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 then anything else you need to talk to Judy. And I was like, "Oh, ooh, all right." So I'm on there. I need I need fifteen thousand dollars right now to get through it. I'll be coming to get a check. They left the check for me, and I tried to talk to Judy about it. She's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And um, I did see Frank maybe two or three years later. He was very apologetic and everything. I said, but that was scumbag move, how you just ran. But if you need to go to rehab and fix yourself, I, I don't know what it's like to be on that edge. So I'll reserve judgment. But he said, I love you guys. And I wished we could have been different people doing this. And I said, I wish we could have. But um, how about that new groove name and our, our masters? He said, you can use the name for whatever you want and you can have your masters. I will not contest anything. Said, Did he tell you what kind of business he was in at this point? Well, I got whiffs of it, but he never said it. What was it? What, what, what did you find out to the, to your connection? Well, I've seen him rough some people up in the, in the, in the studio for no reason. Like we'd be at clubs and where's Frank. Oh, he's, he's got somebody by his Hemmed neck. Up in a VIP, yeah, 32 out next to his head. I'm like, Oh, that must have been a good ass record, you know. So, so I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Some extra shit happening. Although what happened happened, I still hold Frank in regard as one of the smartest, right? One of the dogged. He would have made. I mean, he was a fantastic businessman in the exactly. part of he's going to get what he says done done. Well, but but wait, he hang on for the track. Reggie, hang on one second. Let me, let me, let me, let me just, let me just. Say, this is I know people we all know, like D Train, for example, mm-hmm. James D Train. Mm-hmm. We talk about Prelude. Records. Another one of my musical heroes. Go ahead. And thank, I was blessed to work with him. He's a fantastic, wow. he's a great guy. And he and him and uh, keyboard player, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I know you're talking. Eves, Eves. Yeah, Eves the third. Yeah. Right, Marvin Schlachter's office. They saw behind the chair a gold record for Keep On or You're the One mm-hmm. for Me. And mm-hmm. Marvin Schlechter had an Italian underboss working next to him, like an enforcer. Mm-hmm. 
You can't ask questions to Marvin Schlachter with an underboss working for you. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So mm -hmm. this is still the time when you guys were doing mm -hmm. records where the regime of the Jewish and Italian mm -hmm. mafia mm -hmm. still were, controlled. Still controlled. And, still you know, and, and Frank was Cuban. So he opened up a little restaurant up the street. And they still, you know, you had to be in the, in the dirt. Right. So, he, right. so basically what you're telling me is he had enforcement mentality. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of dope when it works for you, but I'm right. sure it's not when it works again. But I was going to ask, what would it have been like for you if it didn't work for you? Well, me and Ronald could get a little dirty too. So I think it was force would have met force. Um, you know, me, me, me and Ronald both and again, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but we both carry and we both third degree black belts. I can no, tell I you, you dead way. before you hit the ground. So I'm not interested in that. So as long as we can just Let me show the walk picture. away. See yeah. that? Yeah. That's serious. Yeah. There. there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't believe Ronald's Ronald. I've seen Ronald knock a couple people out in the street. Um, and, and it's, you know, one, two, done, you know. So so I'm not bragging. I'm just oh, saying that yeah. I, I know I know. The people that respect sharks respect sharks. But Reggie and Ron, mm -hmm. you have to explain to everybody in those days, it yeah. was rough in the game. It was rough. Please was rough. tell them. Oh, it's not like I, And now. I don't know if you knew this, but I always had a, a 380 in my back. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so I'm telling you. you. I and always had a I saw you. We saw each other. Hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, I, no. I wasn't no, going, I, going yeah. oh, wow. I'm in, Orlando. I'm in Orlando in a gated community. High price shit. Not, not far. I'm never far. Mm -mm. He used to carry all the time. All the time. Ronald, had, Ronald would wear his $7,000 mink and, and driving a drop-top Jag. I, they're not coming to play with him. You know, running around in the bottom of the bowels of New York, I got on a $2,000 custom-made shearling. You think I'm going to play with you? We go into the tunnel, 3 o'clock in the morning, walk around. The, I know, that area is rough at night. Come on, man. 27th Street, 12th Avenue. Yes, I yeah. know. So you remember so, walking so, up that I mean, street under the tunnel at late at night, what that shit looked like? Remember, Ronald, our office is on 38th Street behind the post office. Right. That no. place is desolate. The Paradise Garage, Varick and mm -hmm. King Street at night mm -hmm. was bad. At it's night. Bad. Crazy. Crazy. So, and I say that I think, and I will hold everybody to that. I'm not saying me and Ronald special. I'm just saying the people I was around, the people I'm with, we we could be goons if that's what that's what we were doing. Well, and that, that kept us everybody. but it's that's not, what kept us all straight is because we all respected each other in it's that not regard. My love is magic all the time. There was mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. ghetto stuff mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Some dark mm -hmm. ghetto stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we were in the trenches. Have, it doesn't mean that you're gonna be beating brothers down. No, no. But you had to be ready for what yeah, was you had to be on. ready to to do to get yourself out of some situations that's not, that's that you know story because remember you you got these chicks out there that got brothers that know you got money that's you know right people call the studio going who in the studio yeah, yeah. Right. who's there who's there yeah who's it'd be the reception at the studio calling the goons be like oh guess what they just rolled up he got on twenty thousand dollars worth of jewelry and it's happened it's and happened. it's happened it's happened I've but seen a friend of mine get a $40,000. Robin, Right. Ronald, one of our friends, I won't mention his name, but right. he had a $40,000 Breitling on. Came up, took it right off him. Where was this? 
King Chung King. Oh, John King Studio, Chung King. Yeah, Chung King. Mm-hmm. Yep. Left me and Reggie alone. Went straight to him. All right. Yep. So new group for uh, goes completely under under an in hour. What yep. do you do? What What's the story now? Oh, with you? oh, I'll, I'll let me get this one. <laughs> so I love so the story. I, love I didn't. I wasn't worried at all. And that's just the fucked up part about it, is that I didn't mm. give a shit. Because I'm like, if you want to do this to me, it's time to fucking swing back. It's always the music. You wasn't the music. Me and Ronald on. So I got Ronald. Ronald got me. We That's all we ever had, if you really want to know. You're just a guy putting records out. Great. You know how many records we put out? We was dealing with City and all that. We, Mer- Atlantic. I could put... That's still me. Me and Ronald still the, the center of the Burrell universe. It's him and me. You didn't do shit, but step out of the center of the universe. That's on you. Great. Have a well, good they night. were the catalyst to get the records out to just get people to see them. No, 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 no. We the catalyst. Without the magic, there would be. Uh, right? no, but the saying, no, but I'm saying, the manufacturing, saying. the manufacturing part. I know what you're it. saying, but you know how many people would have took a Burrell record right there? They was holding us back. What I learned, they were turning deals down because they wanted the records on New Group. Remember, we put records out with Nervous. We have records out with Strictly. We have records out with everybody. I know. You I remember think, that. Okay. What's the problem? You want to shut new shit? It's open season with Burrell Brothers. But here's what really happened. You remember a group called Phase Two? Yes, sir. Okay, Vincent Herbert was the little guy singing lead. Yes, I remember. And so he was making waves in the remix thing, whatever with with pop music, right? Yeah. High five and okay. Michael Jackson. Uh, Roland Clark runs into him, and he says, "You know, see, Vincent's doing well." He told me Vincent's doing well. I'm like, "Great, great for him." Fucking whoop de do, right? Whatever. But he said, <laughs> he it's said, not New Jersey, whoop de do. Yeah, all right. So, so, but he said, he's doing a lot of RB shit and Roland being close. He's like a brother to you. I mean, he actually lived at our house with us. He knew we did RB. We came from RB. So I, I always did RB, even in the house music days. I'm still making RB records. So I don't know what I'm doing with them, but I'm making them, right? So he said, y'all should, you should show him your shit. And I was like, great, hook it up. So, um, he told him where we were going to be. Vincent swings by in his fucking seven series BMW. And I was like, oh, it's on. This little motherfucker, what is he, like 16? Driving an $80,000 car? Right, that's all he you had pulled. to see. That's, that's all, all had. I had to see. And he came in and he said, you know, I got in this car. I popped in the cassette. I played him a couple things that he was doing. He was like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, nothing. I'm just going back to the house. He said, I got to do the Tony Braxton remix because he did How Many Ways for her. I don't do the remix down in Atlanta. I want you to do it with me. And I was like, great. So he, we went to my house. I put up whatever I had with me or whatever, grabbed the, the discs. Remember back in the day with the NPC, you had the discs and all kinds of dats and shit. So I grabbed my sounds and discs and stuff. He's in the car waiting. We go directly to the airport. And two hours later, I'm sitting with L.A. Reed and Lococo Studio with Tony Braxton in the booth. This is a week after New Groove closed. He literally, literally put about $15,000 in my hand. Buy New Groove, buy Mm -hmm. New Groove, Mm -hmm. and buy house music. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, that's when the shift changed. I remember that. Right Mm -hmm. there. Because right I there. remember them saying, I remember saying, asking Roland, what happened to the Burrell brothers? <laughs> he go, <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> he laughed like that. He went, the Burrell brothers? Those motherfuckers are making buku buku cash mm-hmm. down yeah. south. We're like, yeah. really? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so 
I remember him Wait. laughing about it, going, luckiest bastards I ever knew. We went to Warner Chapel and got like a, a six-figure publishing check. So I was like, either way, we're good. It's about the music. We it's like, about the music, man. We fucking put out, told you, it's about the music, the music industry, not industry music. It's music industry. You got to have the music. Built on music. So as long right. as you got good music. Okay, so break it down now. Tony Braxton, what happens from there? What's the All big right, So No, no, we're off and running now because Vincent has all this work pop, pop, um, piled up. Um, I think he had just went through maybe the second iteration of Three Boys from Newark. And he had all these deals on the table that he really couldn't optimize because he needed in-house producers that could just turn this shit over, you know, like pancakes. Like a machine. Like a fucking machine. And he met the two right, I mean, he always admired us. I admired him when he was in phase two. We talked backstage because we did a couple things on Zanzibar and all that. So he knew our acumen. Plus with New Group, we're whipping him out. You you know that we is this not a uh, we're not gonna sit and pray over this music we putting it out right so he knows our work. That's what I always liked about you guys. You never really held on to something like a baby. You were like next, Hell. next, next, next. Look 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 look. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There's yeah, a reason why dude. I said that. Look at the picture. Yeah. That says and that, and Lenny just to pat ourselves on the back. That's some of them. That's not all. No, right, that's not everything. That's no. that's piece of it. That's a piece that's of piece the game. Yeah. So he knew that about us already. So it all kind of came together. Right time, right place or wrong time, right place. How we want to put it when new group folded, Roland hooked that up. We, I played him some things. We're in, we're in the basement. We, we're doing whatever. So now the shit is rolling downhill R&B pop wise. So he's got us doing he's got group signed to Arista. He's got group signed to Electra, uh, Atlanta, Polygram, Polydor. I'm doing a hip hop thing. I'm, uh, you know, did a group called Channel Live with Karis One. So I'm doing a hip hop thing. We're making remixes or, or helping to make remixes with Clark Kent. So we're in the studio with him, making sure things sound musical and stuff. Not really in a name kind of way, but I'm learning from Clark. Really, I'm. He's paying me by teaching me what he's aren't hip hop slash R and B. You know, he's remixing SWV right. and, and Troop and and Johnny Gill right way. Uh, Chris Christopher. Uh, matter of fact, here's the ironic thing. Uh, every little thing you do was produced by like Vincent and, and all that, but then Clark did the remix. So I'm rolling with Vincent and Clark, right? So I see this whole record and all the people involved. So I'm, I, we have our foot in the house music world, hip hop world, and R&B pop world at the same time, 90 through 95, basically. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going out with Clark. I'm coming back over here to house music. I'm going back in the basement making house music and R&B shit. I go see Vincent. Um, we're doing, you know, Aaliyah, One in a Million album. I'm coming back doing house music. We do a remix for Brandy. I mean, I, we're doing it's R&B. Like that. Like, it's just like that. Fucking crazy, bro. And and I love love every minute of it because, again, it's about the music. I love the fact that Ronald could express himself. I could express myself. So if we need to get a hip-hop fix, I go see Clark. Who's more hip hop than that? I mean, you know, damn. Especially at that time, I'm in with the guy. Who's so doing now, all the remixes. Reggie, are both you and Ronald constantly working together in the hip hop world stuff, or you're separate still? Absolutely not. <laughs> we worked. We worked together um, by by uh, um, the same way we do our music. Is is we? I love to hear what Ronald comes up with, and if I got two cents, he'll get it. That's how we best work. 
And we've had projects to where I do the music, I get him the music, he works with the artists with the vocals and all that kind of shit like that to get it back to me and be like, yeah, I'll let him do that again. And and that's it. I don't need to coach him. He's fucking genius. I don't if there's anything wrong with it, I mean I might, you know, I'm just being an asshole about it. Like I don't want him to get too like like he just does everything right. He don't do everything right. Right. So and I think he treats me the same way. He knows I'm completely capable. I think that's his phone, though. Ronald, why your phone like that? But he's completely capable of producing a record. And then I look at what he's doing like a fan, which it fell. Yeah. I look at Ronald. I'm I'm a fan of Ronald. I just happen to be in the same. You know, sports people say it all the time. Could you imagine being on the same team as Michael Jordan? You just on a bench going, God damn. I have on a Bulls jersey, but I'm a fan. Look at what he's doing. I look at Ronald that way. I go, I'm not in competition with him. And if it is, it's a healthy competition. I'm trying to make my records bad as shit. Did you hear my love is magic? What the, I mean, I gotta, I gotta deserve to be in the group. I, I gotta deserve to stand next to him. I got Burrell on my jet, on my Jersey. So I can't slip. Cause, and I'm not going to let him slip. If he plays me something, I think something could happen a little better. I'm gonna tell him. So that's how we work together. He's a contained artist himself. And I'm lucky that all I got to do is just hear something to go, you know, put that high note on the, on the harm. Uh, put that high note or bring up this. That's it. Or do the, do the hook again or make the intro longer. Just my opinion. And I respect his opinion. He said to clap, yeah, bring the clap up. I push the clap up. We're done. Good. Run it down. So in the studio, might have been five or six times that we've, created something from the ground up kind of together but but um and the burrell burrell album was one of <laughs> we were both in calliope cre- creating that that totally and right. not even and i'm lying not from the ground up because we came in there with ideas of what we wanted to do it's just we worked on it together so when you look at the burrell album the credits will say written by ronald burrell gonna make you dance is ronald burrell they'll say reggie and ronald ronald came in with that idea we cultivated it together but that was his song, and you know, um, I really like. I, I wrote that and um, mm-hmm. uh, put the trust in music. I wrote that, but Ronald did the keyboards because he's a better keyboard player to me, and he did the keyboards. I just like go and he would do it. I could have powered through it, but I got him sitting here do it. Right, so yeah. we've worked together on projects like a a, um, a a Burrell thing we did that that again, not in the same room, but we talk about what we want to do and kind of A&R each other and get it done. But we, again, really rare that we're sitting in the same studio working on something. We did a rock album, sort of like a hip hop rock album. We were in the studio together and I didn't send you the, the visual on that, but it's called Thug Rock Stars. And we did it some time ago. And again, people who've heard that record is like, you guys was on some shit. And I'm like, yeah, we were tired of doing R&B and we wanted to do something crazy, crazy. Just like wipe the board crazy. So we just fired up the NPC and got some rock guitars and just like created this whole album that's like rock and hip hop. And it was, what was it, 2001 or something? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's still like this cult thing. I mean, I got like um, Daddy O from Sets of Sonic heard it and he still calls me about it. What are y'all doing with that? Nothing, man. We just, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's out, but you know, whatever. So we, we've done things together and it's basically to cleanse our palates, if you will. Like, let's just make some, some like what Ronald said with Dumb Dumb. Let's just do some shit. Like, this ain't for nothing. This is just to kind of cleanse our palate and, like, be crazy. And that's when we work together is when we just go See, because everybody the thinks they see this picture, right, for example? Mm-hmm. And they think 
you two are together like all the time mm -hmm. doing what you do and it's just magic how it's romantic crazy. how romantic yeah the romantic thought of it it's like oh mm -hmm. the, you know, i wish i had a lot of it together together they're working and making great art mm -hmm. meanwhile ain't nothing like that no Exactly. No, he's way. not like we're not like sitting at a piano bench together and I'm handling the upper register and he's down below and we're just high five. <laughs> we're done. No. Yo, 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 that's what we should do. We should make mm -hmm. a video of us doing all the shit they thought we were doing, like a double mint commercial. This like the Smothers really Brothers easy. together. Edgy, mm -hmm. You take the low, I'll do the high. I'll take the high. <laughs> it, we never fucking did that. Never. Never. I mean, in 40 years, like five You know what times? I like about both of you? Really like? You, you know, when you're speaking, Reggie, Ronald's not trying to cut you off. You, you, like, you know exactly when to step forward and do and say it when it needs to be said. I'm kind of gathering that from the music as well now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can see the same situations. Who steps forward? Who steps back? Who steps forward? Now I step back, like a dance. Mm -hmm. You're not fighting to get spotlight. You just yeah. mm -hmm. want to make sure it's right. And it's funny mm -hmm. you said that because I just now realized you said that that's true. I'm not, I'm, he's doing something. I kind of let it do it. I don't ever step on his toes. And he does the same for me. When I say I'm putting something out, he goes, "All right, let's see. let's you know let it have it shine for a minute." I, I don't ever remember put, he's saying I put out a record today and I go, me too. It, it just never happened that like that. Is that because of your mom and dad and how you guys kept kept, yeah. kept the, you know. The, the, you know what I think it is? I think it's, um, it is mainly because of that because we grew up. I remember one time me and my brothers were out in the street kind of arguing a little bit. My father came out there and basically embarrassed all of us and said, you motherfuckers oh. don't be arguing like that. Like, don't don't do it. Right. So from that lesson, I learned that you got to have a self-respect so you can offer it to someone else. And I've always respected Ronald more than I respect anybody on the planet. So when he's about to say something, even if I think it's going to be something I can't use, I end up using it. Whatever it is, it might be come back later. Right. Maybe you, you, I respect his opinion and his, his, his experiences that much where he got to watch what he says to me because I'm I'm going to, you know, like he would do anybody very important to you. you just w watch what you say because I'm going to take it in. And You're I'm valuing gonna, it. I'm, I'm going to consider it. I'm going to consider it heavily. Even if I don't do it, I'm still going to out of respect consider it heavily because I respect what you do and what you're about to say and who you are. So when you see us doing this dance, it's because I'm listening more than I'm talking. When he's talking, I'm listening. And even in, a, I guess that's a martial arts thing too, right? When the teacher's speaking, it might be a military thing. When the sergeant is speaking, you're, thinking, well, you're listening. Your dad was a military man, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't overtalk him. You better not. There's a pecking order in the military. It is. Mm -hmm. It's respect, value, mm -hmm. and it's an loyalty. Order to it. And yeah. loyalty. Yeah, and it I just see. it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't. You know what? He's gonna Ronald is going to speak wisdom. It's not, he's just not making shit up on the cuff. Now, if I thought you was just full of shit, I'm not even going to let you speak. I'm out. You can talk all you want. I'm just going to be over there somewhere. But, but you know, there are a few people, there are, there, there are a lot of people. Well, I'd say a lot. Most of the people that I would, that would, I would be around, right? So that's what I'm saying a lot. The people that I would be around, I consider, I consider them or I wouldn't be around you.
right? So if I'm in a room with Clark Kent, I don't care what he's about to say. I want to hear it. If I'm in a room with like Heavy D or so, somebody that I respect in a way that sure, you want to hear them. You want to hear? I want to hear them. And I will even and, if it's even if it's off the cuff, crazy. Even if it's off the cuff, just to see where it. they're going, where it's going. I'm going to give you that because you deserve it. You you've earned it. You've earned my respect. Right? Well, you, you so, know that's, that's people reading in tea leaves. Like you mm-hmm. can actually read the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. You know that comes yeah. with experience, and and, and, and it's also a self respect. Because why would I be in a room full of people I don't want to hear? <laughs> see how that goes, right? Why would I be in a room full of people I don't want to hear? That's now that's me. Um, and that's a self-control deal. Right. So if I'm in a room with you, and Ronald, I want to hear what each one of you have to say. And hopefully you want to hear what I have to say. And that's just basically uh, a common respect. Right. I, I'll respect you as much as I respect myself. Right. So well, I have to respect myself and my kind so that I, I can share Reggie that with you. Ronald, I want to tell this to the world. You guys don't do these kind of interviews. So if you're mm-hmm. on my show, you must respect what I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Tell me. Just knowing us, you're probably one of the few people that's got us both in the same interview. I know that. Interviews, they either do with me or Reggie. I didn't want it that way. I wanted both of you. And we looked at each other and we was like, you're mm-hmm. going to do this interview? And I said, yes. I, I, I've known his name and I know I know him for a while. Yes, let's do it. Because yeah. we that reason, do I love you guys. Matter of fact, with Defected, we've never talked to them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Rarely. And that's that's sort of like a running joke in the that. industry. Is you never see Reggie and Ronald at the same time. Well, I know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, you never really do. I know that. My friends like a Philip and Roland and all them, they, they still are like, uh oh, oh, they're both here. Somebody cut a check. Cut a check. There's money involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're both here, Reggie and Ronald. Like, oh shit. I had what to cut check today, guys. Yeah, so yeah, some <laughs> some happened. They're up here in Universal for some. They're, they're, no, but they're you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? I wanted people to understand the relationship, the working relationship, how mm-hmm. important the family is to you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, all, all of it, everything, right? All of it, all everything, of it. everything, everything. When I have a decision to make, especially now with my wife and kids and everything, um, it's got to be good for all of us. It's got to be good for all. I don't. I don't make any decision. I don't. Give, I don't care if it's dinner. I don't make no decision without considering my family. So you have first. a board, basically like having a board in the house, yeah. having yeah. a full board of yeah. uh, chair, and you're yeah. the chairman. You, mm-hmm. you go to the board for the end. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. do a vote. We doing yep. this? Yep. Yep. So I'm gonna say I am you- what I call it is I'm a I'm a humble king. <laughs> I'm a humble king. I I, I serve yeah. my people. So, so when you need to get advice mm-hmm. i'm gonna presume that phone call goes to ronald oh it does immediately yeah no matter right. what it is buying a car yeah. like yeah. it could be yeah. whatever family yeah. stuff well i have an older brother too um and i i have a board my wife is on the board my mother's on the board ronald's on the board um and it depends on what i'm buying or what i'm what i'm talking about even my kids are on the board because they're not going to sugarcoat shit i got five girls so if I'm trying to buy something or do something that they, I think they're subject matter expert on, they're gonna tell me the truth and I want the truth. And I and that's the kind of people I hang around. I don't you don't gotta dance around with me. I'm a big boy, right? As long as you don't talk about my mother and my wife and my kids, we good. So my 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 yeah, the people again, I go back to saying, what am I doing in a room full of people I don't want to hear from? The people around me I completely respect and I consider. I heavily don't mean I'm gonna do it, just means I consider it. So again, I ask my wife, I tell them all the time, 
watch what you say to me because I'm going to react in that way. So if you say, there's a guy outside. I'm coming outside. You better make sure some. You know, I'm on. So so watch what you say to me because I'm, okay. I'm going to take that as I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Word of the street was millions of dollars was paid for New Groove Records. Okay. I like that, though. I like that. Sounds good. They bought the catalog, mm -hmm. the UK company. I'm not going to say. I'll let mm -hmm. you explain a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody knew where the catalog was for a long time now. We understand. Mm -hmm. We've heard mm -hmm. about that, you know, Burrell's came back with the catalog because most of the records are your records anyway. That's right. Right. 90% mm -hmm. of the catalog, I think, yeah. is Burrell, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Burrell Inc. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did it go down like that? Yeah, down. There was money. There was contract. Um, oh, the only reason why I'm not going to disclose. Hold on, Ronald. The reason why I'm not going to disclose the money because there are two. This is respecting. It's two parties involved. If it was just us, then I'll tell you just what we know. But because the other company is involved and I'm not a spokesman, they didn't pay me to market and promote them or nothing like that. They didn't give me the okay or authorization to say anything about them. I'm going to leave it at there was compensation. It was um, uh, structured deal. And we got a deal. 95% of what we wanted. And, and, and we're, we are happy with um, the, the advances. We're happy with the, the, um, structure. the structure. We're happy with the performance. You know, we kind of, we, we, we we're held them to the fire. We held them to the fire and they, they responded and we're all, we're doing great in the deal. And I'm happy. Because again, New Groove catalog laid a little, I don't want to say dormant, but just they are energizing the catalog. Yes, and they took something that's okay. so, so we knew that it, it, the advance is not going to do their job. They have to do their job. So we there's compensation involved, but I'm mostly concerned about how activated the catalog has to become. So the, 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 the sugar in the deal is... The, like we do, we put out records. You don't do record deals for the record company to put the record on the shelf. That's not how you get royalties. That's not how you get your next deal is the record sitting on the shelf. That's be in the marketplace. So the cotter pin to any deal that we do now, and it should have been always, put the records out. The, the advance is cool, got it. But where the longevity comes from is it being active in the marketplace. So our new partners, not, not so new, but our, our current partner, understands that it's not the money you've given us up front is why I'm doing this. The What we're doing is to activate the catalog so that it'll take care of us. The catalog is all the music. Again, put your trust in the music. So on the master's mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. of it, was it was it actually a buyout or is it like a leasing situation for you in the long run? Um, without getting detailed, it's I would say I'm comfortable with saying it's a hybrid. Okay, so your partner's in it. Hi hybrid, yeah. We 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 so have a so I wouldn't even say the word partner. I would I wouldn't say part. I'd say venture. We have. Oh, let's put like this. So you didn't relinquish some some deals I've heard from other companies like mm -hmm. Sony comes in and buys mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. They give you a nice whopping check and basically yes, you get your publishing forever and ever until mm -hmm. you sell that off. But most people relinquish their 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 assignment of rights. Okay. So you're in a so hybrid. You're in a hybrid. I will say it's a hybrid that it, it has some characteristics of what you mentioned. It has some other characteristics of just a regular 
licensing deal that has a publishing component, but it's not a locked away perpetual kind of situation. Um, like the everybody's deals were. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's not that. Well, so it's, it's a deal where we all. Because I'm proud of putting it in there. We 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 made defected tell us what they're going to do with it in writing. Like by this time, you're going to do this. You got to include us in that. We have to do this. It's just not we because I said I want to know that I have a job. Do we have to hand you six records? Are we doing three albums? What do you want from us? What are you going to do with these records? We're going to do remix record here. We're going to do it. They tried to tell us what they're going to do, and they did put it in writing. So I know the job they have to do. I know if they're failing or not. They know if we're failing or not. Well, what if I just take your money in city for three years? That's that happens. Ronald, that happens a lot. It does. I don't want it to happen. I didn't sign a deal to sit in jail for three years. I signed a deal to go forward. So how are we both going forward? You need product from us that's new as well as work the catalog. And how are you going to work the catalog? We're going to do remixes with new people. I said, great, that'll give us a whole new crowd. But you understand those new people don't own anything. And they go, yes, they're still your records. Okay, great. Well, then we want to put three new records with every record you give us. So we, we now freshen the market and you have something no one else has. So, but we also get that if you turn it down, we can do what we want with it. So it's it's, so a, it's, it's a first provider refusal, it's a licensing, it's it's new deal, it's you know, it's it's the best of kind of everything the that best you could of think everything of. I could think of that, that protects new group or that protects our in, in integrity, protects the integrity of new group. Um, it gives them a chance to go forward with what they think new group should be. They know their marketplace better than me. I was like, come on, Wes. I mean, y'all y'all know this. I don't, I'm look, y'all got glitter box, you're doing something right. So, yeah, speak to those people, give them what they want from my music, give it to them. So, I give them a lot of leeway too. So, it's a really good deal. Do and and it's, like, it's like a bit, it's basically a big ass record deal. Well, <laughs> well, do you guys like this new way? Well, it's not really new anymore. Do you compare it to the physical machinery that we used to work in? Do you like the streaming? No. Better? No, um, I like it different, not better. I like it because it's something else that you can add to your mix, right? It's it's something else, right? So so if you're doing the vinyl, we've always done that. We know the vinyl game is good. It is what it is, and I don't. I'm not the master of the universe, right? You got to roll with the times. You got to remain flexible so that you can grow and still innovate and still be here. Because if you if you're still uh, are rolling around with cassette tapes. I don't know how viable that is now. You can like them all you want to, but people all don't have cassette players, right? So, sure. so there's sure. a there's vinyl. Vinyl's still alive and well. They ship out vinyl, but again, mm -hmm. there's a streaming thing. You deal with it or die, right? So, um, we deal with it because that's what you got to do to remain current, relevant, and still uh, alive. So, I don't want to say I dislike it. I'm not gonna say I'm a cheerleader for it, but I am saying as a businessman, you better roll with it, or, or what else you're gonna do. What else are you going to do? That's what the times are now. So the people who have iPhones and Samsungs listen to my music the way they consume it, it's got to be on a plate. You can't eat it unless you put it on a plate. So we put it on a plate. 
I don't like the way Ronald looks. So he don't look too happy about that streaming. No, 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 no. I just because I don't. Got that, you got that look. Yeah, of, he was like, nah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No, no, I don't understand the financial breakdown of all that shit. That's the problem with but it. What I do understand is I am talking to a Scandinavian girl DJ that I never would have talked to before. That's what I helped them to do. If you can get my music into her hands in a way she likes it, that she knows who I am. And she knows, and she'll be curious at what we've done and what right. is there and what we're handing her now. And, mm-hmm. and, and we made a new fan. And maybe mm-hmm. in the future, she can become 20 years from now, somebody like you still talking to us. So the, I was more interested in, I know we're getting fucked by the streaming. I already know it. We're all getting it. But, 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 but do it in a, into integral yeah, because way. you can't walk into like new groove and say, Frank, I want 15,000. No, see, that's where you're wrong a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of has a, a component where we do, and I won't put too much out there, there is an override to every new groove record that belongs to Burrell. So there is a, ca- a bank. Oops, sorry about that. So, so yeah, you, I mean, what's he mean? There's a vault bank. What do you mean? Um, you, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm, I'm just not, saying that New Groove is still good to the Burrell brothers. And we, 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 we have. The, what do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. Is this like, is this like, is this like, what's his name? Like Ray Charles had lift up the bed and under the mattress is $100,000. Like pull money out when you need it. Like that. New Groove is doing well and that we have structures in place. To help everyone do well when the boss does well, it still has that mafia thing, mentality. Right? It's, it's right. a never lo- it never lost that lust of feeling. Correct. Right. So, Correct. so in, in all in the in in the in the um, spirit of everyone sitting at the table and eating, um, I don't believe that new group should just be feeding one person. It should be feeding all involved especially when you've been involved from the beginning. So the deal is structured so that we, by the we, way, we all move forward. And to defect its credit. Credit. They brought that up first. Right. So I'll give them that credit. We didn't have to go into it. They said, we want to make sure that you're happy with the deal you signed with us. And we want to offer you this as part of making sure that you know you have a home with us. And they did. They, they absolutely did it. So... They came to us with a deal I 80% liked. And it was long haul relationship shit. Is this not with us fucking with you? Give us the new group. It, it, it was a level of respect. It was a level of respect. We speak, we speak to we, them just about every day. Yeah. And the next and, deal we're doing with them, they mm-hmm. came to us with it again. Right. They said, what are y'all doing with that? And I'm like, what do you I want? Don't know. And right. so we're 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 adding components on because they I gotta really get they actually really respect and love what we did, and not not just saying it, they're doing it. It's, it's almost like, like if you had an antique, you put on the white a, gloves before you pick it up. Show and said, "Hey, I like you guys." No, you said, "I'm putting you on. I'm talking to you. I'm doing it." And this is what they said: We're not just saying we liked you. We're saying you're on. We're doing it. We'll remaster everything you give us. And they did it. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. My, my, my V card is starting to mess up on this laptop. Yeah. So so they they 
I love the, the level of um, attention, respect for themselves, right? The, the, now that we're saying it out there, the, the fact is a good company, man. And I think their reputation is just as intact as ours. And they treated us like they would treat themselves, not any less. And I got to give them the credit and kudos for understanding what New Groove meant to people like you, to people like us, to people around the world. They didn't just go, ah, let me just take it and fucking just sling out garbage and just fucking not care. They, they care and it shows from ever, ever level, behind the rope and in front of the rope, right? They treated us like they gave a fuck about what we did and what we can do. And I appreciate that about them. And I appreciate that about all of our partners. Direct response. You know, if it's bullshit, they say it. If it's a great idea, they say it. They say they're going to do it on Monday. It's done on Monday. You know, they, they really handle us. And so if, if you're having somebody waving the reflective flag, flag, I'm waving it. They're a very good company. I'm ha very happy with what they're doing. And that's all that matters. You have to go to sleep at night and feeling comfortable about that decision. Yeah. And, and I, then with that, moving forward, you know we have a House Masters record coming out, right? They're doing a House Masters compilation. With yep. five new ones? Yeah. Right? Four or five. I think it's four. Four new ones. We're working on that right now with them. Okay. They asked for it. And put some money on top of it when they didn't have to. So trust me, I feel loved by defected. Good. That's what you want. We want to make sure that's what's happening. Yeah, and it's and it's rare. It's rare, and I understand that. But but I think new group is rare too. So they're not coming out. They didn't come out or us like regular, because I don't think what we did was regular. I don't. So we're happy there. Oh man, I'm sorry about this. Yeah, your phone. You need to tape that shit to the wall or something. <laughs> Firefox. I'll bring it up over there. Hold on. Hang on a second. For all the billions of dollars these guys made, this can't motherfucker got. He probably can't, he, even get, yeah. he can't even get his. <laughs> but remember what we what I had while I got on this shit right here because my bowls didn't work. Yeah, his oh, thing's Every hundred dollar goddamn thing. They're yeah. breaking down. They're going right back to that mom's basement. They get ready to make another you, about to sell right all this. Look. That's why they get new speakers. They got the 35 year old ones because those fucking work. All the rest of them break cattle, you know, fucking yeah, but no. Who came up with the name New Groove? Um, they did, but but I, I had I had a group called New View, and I spelled the N-U-V-U-E. So when she showed me what she wrote down, New Groove was N-U-W Groove. And I was like, change the N-E-W to N-U. And you got something. And nobody trademarked it back then. Nope. Registered trademark. There's a trademark, but not registered. No. Correct. Yeah. No. Um, with this new deal. But with the new deal, it's all locked in now. Yeah, it's all locked in. Yeah, of course. You guys are. You guys also are. You know, forty years down the road, mm -hmm. smarter. Yeah. Uh, you're also wiser. You've been through, you've been around the block, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've wrote some of the rules and regulations of how mm -hmm. we all play the game. Yep. I mean, yep. it's not like the same it was when you guys were coming out of college, high school, going to become a police trooper. You know, you're not green anymore. You're you yeah. well, you're, you're veterans. Oh, should I say veterans of this veterans. game? Veterans. Veterans. Yeah, and, and you know, part of it is again, and I'm gonna go back to my martial arts thing. I didn't join the Quan or Dojo, what people call it. 
I knew I did, I wasn't a black belt. So you have to kind of humble yourself and maybe even the point of humiliating yourself to learn from the masters. So when I hang around Timmy, I don't tell Timmy what I want. I listen to what Timmy has to say and what he's doing. So I, I knew enough to humble myself, even if I didn't agree with it. Like we say about being in a room full of people that, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the room with the senior VP of Motown and Merlin Bob was a senior VP. And I'm, what, what do I know? I know I don't know anything. I'm gonna learn so that at the end of the day, I do know something. And I don't mean no as an in information, I mean no as an experience. Right. Because information and experience are two different things. That's right. So you can you we right now we're experiencing this. This is this is knowledge, not information, it's knowledge. So being around Timmy, being around Merlin, being in a booth with Tony, being at Zanzibar, being those are all life lessons, right? So that's that's sort of what we are we're applying now is what we live through. So it's not information, it's experience. And thanks to that 98.7 Kiss Master Mix Dance Party show mm -hmm. on Fridays and Saturday nights yep, helped yep. launch yep. all of us into the yep. stratosphere. Absolutely. Because none of us would have got record deals like the no. way we did without no. having that box playing what we were doing in rooms. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and and, and again, I, if I had, if I had could salute and stand up salute and give all 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 my accolades to Mr. Timmy Registry. Um, he, he heard it, he put it on the radio, uh, a couple weeks later, if my memory serves me right, we were signing a deal with Virgin Records on the strength of he the knows Dr. what the Benny. hell he's doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the strength of he knows what the hell he's doing. And, and he did. And, um, I, and, you know, I said, I guess I could say, thank God that he knew, we almost knew what we were doing. Right. I almost knew, I knew, I knew what we were doing, but I didn't know that he knew he believed in us like we, we kind of lived with him and i would see him looking at us doing what we did and i didn't know if he was like what the fuck did i do or god damn these dudes are dope because timmy's like a stone he was like a stone and i couldn't get him you, never, you know you can't you can't read but, him. but then i hear him talk about us like these guys are dope you know these are, i'm like so he liked it i, I, He's feeling, I didn't he is I mean, and i and if you know timmy i don't think he's the kind of guy that wastes time so I, I took it that when we live with him or we're in Soundworks with him or he's teaching us about remixing and mixing, that that we're supposed to be here because I don't believe he would have us around if we if we didn't. Right. So and we're around the Tim, um, we're around Teddy Riley and all these other people he's around and I'm like, I guess we belong here, man. And when I say guess, I say that yeah, hell yeah, we do. And even if I didn't think so, he does. And I respect him that much. That if it, I mean if it's gonna be wrong, he's just wrong as hell, I guess. But um we belong here mm -hmm. and when we when we put the music out it got validated right that 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 whatever we thought the truth is people think the same that's the truth yeah so so i don't have to judge it no more because it's being judged favorably so we belong here and you're not going anywhere you still yeah, do I've never, and well, here's the thing what? too and i'm going to pat us both on the back with this that I've never read a review that said, fuck these motherfuckers, like <laughs> horrible. What the, what the hell, like ill. Like I've never, yeah, even if Reggie, it wasn't your favorite knowing record. You, but Reggie, knowing you, you wouldn't care anyway. 
You know what? I'd like to think. Or I is wouldn't. that a dexterity that you put on for the world? Which part? Is I don't it? know how I would react. It's like seeing somebody, you know, just because if I because I can imagine if somebody said, "Yo, man, did you read what such and such wrote?" You'd if like, it I don't was like care. scathing, like fuck these, it's the worst house. Of, I, I don't know. I might put in a phone call and go like, "All right, like, why would you friend. say that? Right? Like, why are you the only one to what? say that? What was going right. through your mind when you? Were What's going through you? Like, what kind of house music do you like? Because Seems to me like you're the only motherfucker. Like, like I might not take kindly to it. I'm not saying I'm going up there to throw somebody off a roof, but I'm just saying like I'm glad over these years that at least it's been received with a, a, a certain level of respect, even if it's not your favorite. But it's at least a certain level of respect. So I thank the community and the DJs and the editors and all. I thank you for not, you know, being assholes about it if you did, because I, again to this day. When I read articles, I'm not saying they're all glowing, but I am saying that no one's really jumped out the window to try to disrespect sort of what we were doing and what we we're trying to achieve. And I appreciate that. I do. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I think you you summed it up. The Burrell brothers, the top of the heap, mm -hmm. R&B, dance, house music, mm -hmm. hip hop. To everything you say, I'm gonna show another plaque. All right, you're going. <laughs> from the, the who's who oh, oh what what about the, the the grand theft auto one ronald do you have that one that way hold on in grand theft auto too look yeah yeah look at that 145 million. million sales yeah new groove records there yep. you go lord 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 yep yeah i mean you know and and another thing to go on what my brother said was you guys wouldn't let us forget it I can tell you that right now. When nice. we were moved on in the R&B land, and I just thought house music done, you know, Calvin Harris us out, and we're, we're just done. <laughs> Every single time. I mean, in my Facebook, Instagram, somebody going, oh, man, but what about, you know, let this or, 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 or you know, I say a prayer for you, this, and Song of the Zion was my shit. And da, 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 da. When you coming back out? Because I want to hear this and that and all, all the shit you did on City. And la, la, la. I mean, I never would hear, I couldn't go a day right. without somebody going, no, 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 that's good. But the house music shit, that's the shit. And I'm just right. like, you're not going to let it go, are you? I'm trying no. to go. I'm trying to go. Right. Yeah, but, but that Bonawai, they come out with something new. And I'm just like, you're not going to let it go, are you? you you're just not going to let it go. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So that's every day. Epitaph. No, like, that's the epitaph. No, that's the epitaph. Burrell Brothers, New Groove Records. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, no, they didn't let it go. I tried they to let them out. Like you said, the mob tried to leave. It's the same <laughs> guys like me. Any one of mm -hmm. us would say, "Say what happened to Burrells? We know what happened, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We knew you were. In, we knew you were in Platinum Land. Uh, playing with you yeah, know, but you know, someone like you would go, yeah, but you know what? Song of the Siren was my shit. You know, I was like, gonna yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. And be like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I heard the JoJo thing. That's fine. But what about the new known housing authority? Like, when are we getting another metro? And I'm like, God. Yeah, what happened to those? What happened to those? Mm -hmm. groups? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. It was that's how every conversation went. And I was like, you know what? Okay, you want it? You want it? I'm gonna fucking give it back to you now. <laughs> defected, put this this is what you want. All of it. Yeah, right. So so defected gave That's us, the last know. question I have. To mm -hmm. get yourselves back into that house music thing, did you have to change no. anything? No. No, that's my formula. My formula is that I got there being Reggie. 
Guess Ronald what? got there being Ronald. Guess and what? I can wake up every day that's probably, liking. Yeah. That's probably the only friction we ever had was with them going, do not do right. anything new. Right. We want that sound that you did. If right. anything, that's the only struggle we had. Don't do new. Don't get cute. Give us new groove. Right. When that's I hand them something that's close to what new groove sound would be, they're like exclamation point, capital, capital. This reminds me when I first heard you guys. They want they want new groove. And, and you know what? All, my, all my, my friends, like the Michael Moogs and all them, they're like, people are still trying to emulate what you guys were doing. And I'm like, well, I can emulate what <laughs> I can emulate what I was doing, right? So so it feels great to wake up in the morning, turn on my gear if I turned it off, and just be Reggie. I was always good enough. It's always good enough. And I wish a lot of artists knew that, that people loved who you are, not just who you were, who you are. I don't have to be anything other than Reggie Burrell. I don't even have to try to be Ronald because there's a perfectly good Ronald right there. Do what I love and trust in the music. That's what I do. I yep. do it for me. And if I like it, I'll share it with you. That's it, guys. Mm -hmm. And that's it. We put your trust in your music. That's right. Setting the standards. Mm -hmm. Don't let it stop. New Groove has more to say. That's right. So Absolutely. Much. We got the uh, house, you know, the house masters collection coming out with four new ones on there. I just handed in another one. I mean, we just, we, it, it feels good to be me for me. It's the new groove. It's the new groove attitude. Fucking you do your shit. And if you love it, we'll put it out. And if they don't, I do it anyway. So I put it out. So, <laughs> that's right, so no I guess the, 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 that's the perfect segue into kind of what we're doing now. Right. Right. So, um, we both have labels on track source. We both have, you know, we both put stuff out on the iTunes and, you know, through the DSPs and everything. So we're not hard to find doing whatever you want to do. But again, if we're talking the house music thing, I think the epitome is kind of what we, we've, we've um, architect with um, defective. But we still, you know, put out stuff irrespective of the defective deal, right? Because they have a, a, a machine over there that they have to operate and run. But our turnover is faster than what anybody could ever put out, right? I can I could show you fifty fucking records right now. Are they buying fifty records? Probably not. No. So the other twenty that they don't buy, I'm I got to do something. Reggie, with them and I put them out. Three albums in the month of October right. alone. Yeah, I just put out twenty records last night. So yeah, and I cataloged another three hundred. Oh, that's just me. I don't even know what he got. And I got a new album coming out on the twenty fourth of this month. So we've always we're just as prolific as we've ever ever been, um, and and if I can mention real quick, I have a, a nonprofit that's going to be music century centric. It's it's basically a facility that houses everything musicians need, rehearsal spaces, performance spaces, uh, databases, and all that kind of stuff. So think of us as sort of like the YMCA for music. All right, where are they going to get? How do they get to you with this? How it's called the Mike dot, dot org. So the Mike stands for Music Industry Center. So the mic dot org is what it is. And, yeah, everybody you know, get in there, sign up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're working on it. We're working on it. It's been it's a labor of love because you know again with a community base of five hundred one c three, the money doesn't go in my pocket. We share it with the community, so it's more like a a cultural center, if you will, because we we recognize all the different cultures express themselves musically. So we want everybody to be involved. 
we take the money that we do earn. We, of course, reinvest it in the mic and our programs and development, but we also go into the community. We want to do drives and food drives and just give it right back to the community that loves us. So, so it's musicians standing up for musicians. We, we doing what we do best is support the community. So that's what I do with my, my org. Again, that's themike.org, nc.org. That's what I'm, I'm doing along Mike, with all the rest of the, the NC. Mike, North Carolina, themikenc.org. Mm -hmm. .org, right. And I'd like to thank you in advance for your generous tax-deductible donation. Thank you, everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and Mr. Ronald, we know you got albums and crap. You got some crap loads coming out. Boy, you ain't stopped, yeah. are you? No. no all I right. Think everything's good. You can find me anywhere. Just look everywhere. I'm every corner of everything. <laughs> yeah, yep. the universe. Anything, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram. At the, at the end of the nuclear nuclear invasion, it's going to be cockroaches and Ronald. That's, That's it. Our record. That's it. <laughs> right. Thank you. And we always boys. thank you, people like you, Lenny. It's, yeah, Lenny. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're a warrior. You you've been around the block with us, and the reason why we respect you so much because you were there. You, you were there. there. You're and not you're telling the story. You're telling we're part of your story, just like you're part of ours. Well, I remember and Judy telling me, get out of here, Lenny. I'm not giving hmm? you any friggin' free records. You got to buy No, I'm friggin'. I'm uh, friggin'. Friggin' free records. You ain't giving. You and those effing. I don't want, I want to say. Uh-huh, that's her. You and those fucking DJs coming here mm -hmm. bothering us mm -hmm. for free shit. I'm like, yo, I got to play the stuff. Mm -hmm. I ain't giving shit out no more. Mm -hmm. Wow, you got her down, Pat. I remember. I like, no, more. no more. No more. And then, do you no know what? More. And then after you guys leave, she goes, you and your fucking brother, you're making these fucking records that everybody wants for free. Right. Huh. I'm like, are you blaming me? Right. You and your freaking brother. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Judy Russell. We mm -hmm. all loved her. Oh, mm -hmm. She Love was her. He was like the character of New Groove, and I was friends with her forever. With Manny Lehman and Vinyl Man, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. but we have such great war stories, and yeah, I can't thank you enough for lending your time, both of you, which is unheard of to get you both Whew. together. I'm so happy mm -hmm. to be able to do this mm -hmm. on the best show in the game, True House. That's stories. right. That's yep. it. Absolutely. You, you got to get the t-shirts, man. Get us True House. I do. I do okay. have. Mm -hmm. I do. Were you here with Ronald Burrell and Reggie Burrell? And Lenny on True House Stories. That's it. Good night, everyone. Thank you around the world. We'll see you next week. Hang on, guys.